What's now. happening? Bam, we're live. Good to have you, Zachary Cadets. Sevon, bam. Say it. Waiting say a long time to say that. Bam, we're say live. The la- say the last name, Zachary Cadets. Zachary Cadets. Cadets. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people think it sounds like cadets, but cadets a bit more stronger. God, it's nice name, Zachary Cadets. It's it's like feels made up. <laughs> I, I I think it's like Polish, German, that type of, that type of sort of origin. Are you Jewish? No, Christian. Oh, oh isn't Zachary a Jew name? Uh, it's probably from the Bible, Zechari- yeah. Zechariah or something like that. But you share you the Christians and the Jews share it. They swap it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> whatever, whatever's trendy, dude. Crazy four, four Instagram accounts. Crazy, dude. I spend a lot of time on Instagram and a lot of time on my phone and social media. It's uh, at at times it's a bit of a handful. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's cool though. You know, um, well, let me ask you. Do you think it's cool? I think it's awesome, dude. Um, I, the the main one, the daily CrossFit tip, or it's now a daily training tip. That's been like such a wild ride and such an awesome journey. I mean, I get to meet that many cool, crazy people. I mean, I'm meeting you for the first time. You will probably spend the whole show you getting to know me, even though I feel like I've got an intimate relationship with you and Caleb in the chat and all that type of thing. But the amount of cool people I meet, the amount of cool experiences that I have just by Instagram. I mean, the internet gets a bad rap a lot of the time, but Instagram can be a fun place as well when you when you're doing things for the right reason, I guess as well. Yeah, me, I think so too. I, um, so, some of us are just taking complete advantage of it and using it properly. Uh, Paper Street Copy, I I've seen this dude's butt. Cheers, Gabe. Yeah. Wow. It makes it to uh, Australia. Well, it it Australia? costs wow. it costs a lot and it takes a long time, but it, it makes it here. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Peloton. <laughs> Oh, gnarly. <laughs> Just here trying to desperately sell bikes to Dana and CrossFit. CrossFit. That's him. That's the guy. Oh, man. I Don't distract me. Don't distract Uh, uh CrossFit hero. Just the tips. That, that's all I can handle. <laughs> and is, is CrossFit hero CrossFit gym there? CrossFit hero is a good friend. Yeah, it's a CrossFit gym up at the Sunshine Coast. That's uh, Mark Island. He's actually... Uh, part of the Bergener Strength uh, seminar staff, the, the CrossFit weightlifting oh. seminar staff. He's a really cool dude. Actually, what's his name again? Mark David Ireland. Really Mark, cool dude. Mark David Ireland. Did he take his wife's name? Is that why he has all those names? <laughs> You'll have to ask him. I've got no idea. <laughs> okay. I, I would only judge him a little bit behind closed doors. Um, okay. Uh, and you are also the head coach at uh, CrossFit Confront. Yeah, CrossFit Confront. It's a gym that's been in my city for about 10 years and I've been managing and head coaching it for about five years since since 2019. Is is that code for um, the owners have completely abandoned it and left you in charge? Yeah, look, the, the owner's probably watching now, but back in, I joined the gym in 2017 and okay. that's basically when I started CrossFit. My whole journey started then. Um, just fell in love with it like, like a lot of people did my L1. I was actually getting out of the construction industry uh, where I had done a trade qualification and all the rest of it, looking for something new and looking for something I loved. And basically I said to the owner, if he ever has more coaching hours or more things to do, I would love to do it because I'm enjoying the part-time coaching aspect. Um, and one, one day he said, yeah, I'm looking to take, take a bit of a step back 
And if you want to do the head coach role, it's yours. Um, he is still working part-time with defense here in Australia. So he's always busy and he's doing a lot of things all the time. Um, and so I trust you with the place. So he it's like a, me, yeah, he trusts me with the place. And I'm so grateful that he gave me the opportunity to, to lead the, uh, the community and to, to run this place. How big is the town it's in? Uh, Toowoomba is a city of, I'll probably get this wrong, it's probably 150,000 people, say. Okay, so um, a legit place, stoplights and the whole shebang. Oh, man, yeah, it's a big smoke. Um, we're only about an hour and a half from Brisbane, which is where the Torian Pros held, and that's one of the major cities. Um, but Toowoomba, where I'm at, about 150,000, probably more if you include the region. Um, and there's a handful of gyms and a handful of CrossFit boxes here. Do you remember what month in 2017, Zachary? When I started CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So I know I was doing CrossFit, uh, if I'm allowed to say that or not, in like a world gym or a global gym mm -hmm. before that. And I remember doing like workouts like DT. Um, and I remember actually DT taking me like 27 minutes to, mm -hmm. to do when it should be like a sub 10 minute workout or a five to seven minute workout or whatever. Um, and then one day I was like, okay, cool. I'm feel like I'm pretty fit. I'm going to go and try actually go to a CrossFit affiliate. And I joined up CrossFit Confront right here two or three weeks before the CrossFit opened in 2017. So it would have been January, February. Okay. And uh, I was going that to was do the open. Year. 17 and 18 were huge uh, years for CrossFit. That's why I ask. 2017 and, and the, the last part of 2017 and the first part of 2018 was the most growth CrossFit experienced uh, since 2014. So from 2014 to 2017, there was kind of, there was a little bit of a, a slump and then it skyrocketed again. And I take full responsibility for that. That's why I asked that. So when I hear 2017, oh. I'm ecstatic. Well, I mean, I started in 2017 around the open and I said I was going to do the open and I just never left. I loved it that much. And I loved CrossFit. I loved the gym. I loved the people that much. I never left. But, um, and did you consume I mean, a shitload I'm not of media? Did you consume a shitload of media? Did you watch everything? Website? Yeah everything and i was watching the media before i walked into the affiliate because it's like what is this this is epic this is cool um it's really hard for me to pinpoint what made me try crossfit in the first place because i mean i i saw bits and pieces on espn of the games and i saw i was seeing a ton of stuff on youtube um and I, i'm no i'm not an og by any means because i only started in 2017 but man, I wish we could go back to a lot of the aspects of CrossFit from yeah. back in that time. 17 was like the second heyday. 17, you came at a good time. Seven, from probably like November of 17 to like September of 2018 was a massive heyday. The, the media output then was insane. The Open was wild. I mean, the, 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 the community was crazy uh, invigorated. Um, Peloton, again, wow. Uh, please tell Zachary to do fantasy land and i'll give david weed the 12 dd 12 dd a whole peloton of bikes if they beat zach are you good crossfitter zachary i mean i go all right i'm no i'm no games athlete i'm no regionals athlete but i mean i love training and i love doing my best so i mean my best ever open finish was about a hundredth or 150th in Australia. And, and Holy shit. Okay. And I mean, there's a smaller pool in Australia versus America. Um, but yeah, I no right. joke. that's no joke. That's no joke. Yeah. So you are a great crossfitter. You go hard. Yeah. I just love it, dude. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, make sure, uh, Zach gets this money. I can't, Thanks, I, can't Barry. I can't do that. I, I cannot, um, I can't, Whoa, look at this. Seven uh, we, 
I need it more than you. I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll, send you is... of, I'll send you a pair of fancy glasses. Might get it next or, year. Or these, or these, you choose. <laughs> I'll take the gold <laughs> ones. I'll take the gold ones. That was uh, my wife. That's my wife and my baby. Melkadat. Yeah. Hey, Dad, Zimmy. Is your kid's name Zimmy? Zimmy, yeah. Wow, that take. What, what, what kind of name is that, Zimmy? Uh, you'd have to ask her. She came to me with that name one day and it was one of the only names that we sort of both agreed on for in terms of a girl she's a she's a brand new baby girl she's only 11 days old um, i didn't know white people made up names that's awesome zimmy that sounds and, like some sort of cultural appropriation you're doing dude well it could be but it was it was Fair. one of the only ones where it was very very unique but i still liked it so zimmy we, we landed on that yeah yeah what a great name that's his full name zimmy zimmy middle name may Last name Cadets, yeah. Cadets. Zimmy May Cadets. May. May. You got a dude, yep. you got a, May. Is, May. Is, is, Caleb, is, is May a, a boy's name? I think that's more of a female name. Okay. All right. May's, May's a pretty common name in a, uh, for a female name down here. Oh, but is that a boy or a girl? That's a girl. That's a girl. Oh, okay. 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 Check it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, Caleb. Sorry, Zachary. Um, I know this is your show. My. My sister told me today that I called you Sousa. He did. No shit. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, it's like my parents calling me my brother's name. So I just. Are you sure that I wasn't trying to call Sousa on the phone and I wasn't like, Sousa, do you hear me? No, you literally said thanks, Sousa, as you were talking to me. Uh, <laughs> so then my wife said, hey, I heard you say it too. And then she told me the context I said it. And, and then she, as she walks away from me, she. Because I do this to her, she'll be like, "Were you on autopilot?" You know, like <laughs> fucking with me. Because like I'm disgusted <laughs> by people who go unconscious around me, and I was like, mm. and I'm like, "There's no way I did that." So I did that. Yep. Yeah. It's okay. I didn't hear the question you asked earlier in the show, and I recited it. Yeah, you were multitasking like a motherfucker, though. <laughs> uh, a CrossFit uh, true form. Uh, another good friend. Dude, his wife's his wife's in the chat. <laughs> this is not the place to uh, ask for the tip. Man, the, the number of times anyone's asked my tip, it's uh, you'd be a rich guy if you had me on earlier because there'd be more there'd be more tips like this. Dude, this, <laughs> this is crazy. This morning I made a dollar ninety nine uh, for Zachary Cadets from SEMA. SEMA Globes. Um, for Zach, uh, for sunning his, uh, for a stunning, sorry, she must have stunning. No, it, it's, it's sunning. We're, no, we're it's on stunning. a, it's stunning. It's definitely stunning. You're not tell me what it is on my show, Zachary. It's a stunning bunghole. No, I think, I think SEMA, I think Philip Kelly, I think a few others have seen my backside, uh, <laughs> on one that? occasion, one occasion. <laughs> he was sunning his stunning bunghole. I'll meet you halfway. <laughs> there you yeah. Go. Um, how have they seen? Did you know them in person? Not in, no, not in person. I, I hope to one day. Actually, it's definitely one of my goals to get over to the US. You know, meet up for the games or travel, travel a country or do anything like that. Um, but no, I've been invited to be part of the Seven Easters private group chat. So I'm the Australian representative or the Southern wow. Hemisphere wow. representative. Is yeah. that how you get in? You have to be invited. <laughs> no, I don't know. But um, I just made friends with everyone in the group chat here. For the last you know two or three years and i'm i'm pretty good friends with those guys now 
I heard that the Sevanistas group chat asks everyone for a bu- it's like Scientology. Like they they want a picture of everyone's bunghole so that way if you ever like leave they can um Well they never asked me for one, but I offered them up one anyway, yeah. Offered it up. <laughs> um uh, it's a Chinese name, uh SC Fitness says. Zimmy. It's a Chinese name. Fair enough. Well, I've got no idea if it means anything or anything like that. It it just rolls off the tongue so nicely and it and it I fits like in Zim. with yeah. And who doesn't want a Z in their name? And now your kid has two. That's fun. Starts and finishes with a Z, yeah. Oh, and in Australia we say Z and not Z. Um, can you write cursive? Do you do you have the skills? Can you write in cursive? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that skill's eroding here in the great land of No, no. I'm 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 sort of on your side of that argument with the the learning cursive. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's I think it's a nice it's nice to learn. It's nice not to be an idiot. Um, I want to talk about I want to really dig into this. It's the daily training tips, right? That's the big account. Yep. Okay. How, why did you start that? Uh, long story short, mm-hmm. uh, I liked making content already. Um, I hadn't had much success like with getting. Um, more well-known or anything, but I was actually making little vlogs where I would go around to affiliates and make a little vlog, like a 10 to 20 minute video showcasing the affiliate. And I called that as many affiliates as possible. And I sort of stopped doing that because I ran out of gyms to visit that were less than an hour or two from my house. So, and all those on YouTube, those are on YouTube. Those are on my YouTube channel. Yeah. So everyone should go and subscribe to that. Um, So the reason I started daily CrossFit tip was I did my, level two seminar and part of the feedback from the seminar was you need to be able to sort of convey information a little more clearly and a little more succinct succinctly along with a, a few other things um and so i thought cool i'm going to put a one minute video up every single day of coaching content and hone my craft sort of thing and if you scroll right to the bottom which i do not recommend you do you'll sort of see that uh, my skills of creating content or, you know, coaching and speaking have come a long way. Um, what year was that? What year was that? Well, we're nearly two years in. So that was, that was only start of 2022, uh, start of, yeah, 2022. You know, what's crazy is that is the exact same thing that Hiller did. That's the exact same thing Kelly Starrett did. They made a commitment to yeah. make a piece of content every day for a year. Did you ever miss a day? Never missed a day. There were a few times where I came close. Uh, I've actually doubled up a couple of days. Um, so the goal is to put at least one piece of content out. And yeah. a, few, a few of the days that I've nearly missed, I mean, I've kind of cheated in a way where I've reposted or repurposed a previously made piece of content. How many of those days? How many of those days? Listen carefully here, Caleb. We're going to talk about this later when we judge him. When he's <laughs> How many well, days? Did uh, well, I'm not sure what I'm up to. It's 680 days and I might have repurposed 30 or 40. I mean, in the first 365. Oh, um, yeah, maybe 20 or 30. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You could go and count them, but there were some days where I repurposed them. And th- those were days where I didn't get to the gym to film. Mm-hmm. Uh, some content was like not corrupted, but the content was crappy or, you know, stuck with the family when, or the in-laws. Like, you were, in- or, like you, were, you were inspired to make something, you made it, and then you watched it and you're like, fuck, this really isn't good. Yeah. I'm not yeah. proud of this. Yeah. Yeah. A few of those days. And because it was purposed for Instagram, if it was longer than 60 seconds, uh, I was kind of screwed. Um, so if I filmed anything that was too long, I'd 
now it's a minute 30 or 90 seconds, but yeah, there were a few days that I repurposed or repost, reposted, but most of it, the vast, vast majority is, is new content every single day. And I pretty much run off um, in the moment inspiration. I do a little bit of planning, um, but whatever I'm feeling or whatever I see coming up in the program or whatever I see needs addressing, if it's like the open or whatever, then I'll, I'll make content around that. Do you ever do, um, um, I'm, I'm a, it looks like you have a community now. You have, you have your group. There's people who are like part of the, the, the Zachary Cadets daily training tip. Possibly. 100%. 100%. And, and it's actually quite funny. I probably wouldn't have made it to the level that I'm at now. And honestly, I think I'm still getting started, but I probably wouldn't have made it to the level I'm at now if it wasn't for this show. I mean, this is the first time I've been on, but way back in the day, I made friends with uh, Wad Zombie. Uh -huh. And that just happened very organically in the chat, like, hey, what's up? Or like, I might have commented on some of his memes or content or whatever. And, and we po would, here or there, we'd post like a tip slash meme, something that was like semi-funny, but semi-informative. And, and that was actually probably one of the first things that really got the needle moving or the ball rolling. Um, sort of friends like Wad Zombie, and he actually got me onto Colton Mertens, who followed along pretty early on when I only had 100 followers or 200 followers or something like that. Um, I don't know what your question was, but that's sort of how just, it gets started. About, about your, just about your community. I, I wasn't going to take it there at all, but I loved your story. And it's because, of course, I, I come out looking good in it. Yeah, it's crazy. That's all, Dude, you're using the internet for all the shit that people should be using it for. It should not be for scrolling. It should be for a discipline, structure, creativity, making friends, and uh, uh, and making a living. Hundred percent, dude. And I mean, I, mean I, I started the page with the with the reason, like I said, I needed to improve different aspects of my coaching or different aspects of my uh, presentation. But it turned into so much more than that, where I built a community with all these people, and and I'm just having a blast with it. Yeah. I'm I'm just thinking this off the top of my head and you, the community came because you're giving something away. hundred percent dude. giving, you're, giving something, giving, you're adding value to people's life. Yeah. And that was the goal. Like I, right. I wanted to improve my coaching, but I had to put something out that was useful uh, and something that people would benefit from. And I mean, if it, if it's good content and if it's useful and it's good information, then it will be shared and it will be tags and it will be liked and all that sort of stuff anyway. Uh, and that led to the the natural growth of it. But I had to put out stuff that was good, and that's that was one of the main goals. Yeah, just just offering stuff, offer yeah. stuff, offer. Yeah, it's crazy. But listen, listen. Squeak. It's a, it's a little kid on a swing. No, do you know what a whirly bird is? No. Uh, they're like the, these little vents that spin. Oh. Like in the top of sheds. Do you know what they yeah. are? Yeah. 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 There's one that squeaks. I'm in the gym right now, and there's one that squeaks, and that's what that sound. What is. what an incredible vocabulary you have! I would I would is that is it whirly bird? Yeah, I guess so. That's what I call them. Is is that official? Whirly bird? Roof turbine. <laughs> whirly bird. I call them a whirly bird. It's not really. Yeah. That what? Wow. I would. Is that common uh, vernacular? Do whirly bird? Oh wow. Do whirly bird? Uh, whirly birds work. Wow. What an incredible vocabulary you have. I would have just been like, I would have had to say that thing that spins on the roofs. So it looks like a tornado. 
this is one of my favorite parts of the show too. Like, I don't understand what a lot of you guys are talking about half the time. And obviously a whirly bird, something new to, to you guys. Yeah. Thank you. We have, I mean, we have those in the States. I've just never heard them. Um, so below me to know that's the such pedestrian that's blue my gift. collar stuff uh extra sloppy zach is that zachary why it's not zach it's zachary no one calls him zach does anyone call you zach everybody calls me zach but i like i like either way zach like okay. that's why i put my name down as zachary because it's my name i don't i actually Kadats. like when people call it that yeah yeah does anyone call you by your last name Cadets? yeah all the time yeah, yeah. i call caleb beaver that's what For I know. <laughs> beaver, just who's a beaver? Zach, um, uh, MFK. Oh, okay. Here we go. It's been a while. Mm. Oh, this is a gentle one. Oh, why do I have to be in there? <laughs> That's it. I think it's an easy what? one. What the fuck? Well, <laughs> uh, uh, Mary, fuck or kill uh, Austin Powers, James Bond, or Sevon. Well, I'd fuck you. I'm not letting you fuck me. That's for sure. <laughs> you do not want to be fucked by this fucking, fucking Pringles can. Trust me. My God. Oh, my goodness. Definitely. Ruin I'd have to kill Austin through. Powers and marry Bond. That's easy. Smart. Smart. That I don't have, one, I don't have one night. I don't have one night stands, though. <laughs> be aware of that. I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy. Stage five clinger. Um, so, so you popped on my radar, I think, obviously because of the. Uh, oh, oh, thank you, Barry. Yes, <sighs> Barry McCockney. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Zachary from uh, Daily Training Tips weighs in on another important decision: marry, fuck, or kill a sporty Beth, uh, uh, who is represented by SN188, the SN1 agency. Uh, all of you aspiring YouTubers should go be have John Cena. Hey. I'm, Barry, you shouldn't have paid for this, honestly, because I was trying to make friends with Sporty Beth just so I could talk some sense into her. Oh, that's cool of you. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's good of you. Were you really? <laughs> Look, I got nothing against her, but... Yeah, I've got nothing against her, but some of the things she thinks are, are wrong. So, Brother, I think that's... Hey, I think that that's absolutely noble to try to talk to her and just hope you don't catch whatever she has. I think it's I think it's awesome. Uh Sporty Beth, uh HQCMO. Wait, um I don't know who that is. I haven't I've been growl. watching all this growl, oh, yeah. Josh the, the guy on private, that him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh Growl or um De Coons. Barry, you shouldn't have paid for this because I'm not gonna answer it. No, oh, Barry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Barry, I'll send you the money back. That's really cool of you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I hope that would be awesome. Um that would be awesome. So I'll do it for him. He will he, for him. He'll marry Sporty Beth. <laughs> In a, and uh, he'll fuck Josh because he doesn't because uh, he's not sure if DeCoons is gay. And uh, he'll uh, uh, marry DeCoons. No, kill DeCoons. Sorry, DeCoons. Probably probably lose my show. He said kill. <laughs> Um, so you popped on my radar, Zachary, because the um, you, this used to be called the CrossFit Daily Training Tips. Yeah, dude. So when I started the page, mm -hmm. I thought, well, before I started, I had this idea. Cool. I'm going to make a minute video every single day, and I'm going to call it Daily CrossFit Tip, where I give a tip about CrossFit every single day. Literally as simple as that. And I went ahead and made an Instagram page, called it Daily CrossFit Tip. And the whole time... Um, 
like being a level one trainer and level two and level three, every single step along the way, they tell you, you cannot call anything CrossFit unless it's a licensed affiliate, or you cannot call yourself anything except a CrossFit level one trainer or level two trainer or whatever. Um, and the whole time I sort of knew, cool, I'm sort of going against the grain here, but I don't really care because I'm just making a little video every day. It's not that big of a deal. Um, and the next minute it's got 30, 40, nearly 50,000 followers. And uh, they didn't like the fact it was called Daily CrossFit Tip. Um, and do they, does the lawyer contact you through your DMs? Um, so it was someone from their legal counsel or a legal representative. They emailed me. So I've got, I've got like an email address easily accessible on the Instagram page and all that sort of thing. So, so they emailed me basically saying, you're using the CrossFit trademark outside of license and you need to stop basically. I, I wonder if you, I wonder if you could, I wonder if you affiliated, if you could choose that name for an affiliate. Well, when, after their first contact, they were quite nice about it. Um, I responded and I said, Hey, is there any way we can work around this? Can I affiliate the name? Can we go into partnership with making content? Can I come? I just offered them a whole bunch of things and they basically said no to everything. Right. Uh, they even, they even said no to affiliating the name because it's not a, the reason they gave for that, I think was, uh, it's not a location and it's not a gym. They, they wouldn't at that stage, let me affiliate a Instagram page. Wow. And I, pro I probably wouldn't have anyway, because I'd, I'm not making enough money off of it to spend like over here. It's about $5,000 to, to affiliate a, a gym so that's that would have been the cost every year so i wouldn't have done it but i i asked anyway to see what their response would have been um me me meme for uh meme for time here because i love you zachary zachary you here because i love zachary i love zach i love you zach here because too many memes have fried his brain i think he can't you got all the words in there that's cool I, I love you rollo i love you is that guy Australian? No, dude. Don't you don't know that guy? That's the um I do know. Uh, I do know. Meme for, I know. That's mean for time on Instagram, but yeah, it's American. Oh, okay. He lives in California. They're all the same to me. <laughs> hey, uh, and, and did that hurt? Did that bother you? Did that hurt? Well, since the day I started, I knew that day would come, especially right. as the page grew and it and it just sort of it hit a point and it just grew exponentially and I knew the day would come. Um, yes, it did hurt. It like really bummed me out. Um, that being said, I never missed a day and I never let it sort of show too much on the outside that it bummed me out, but it was almost like it bummed me out because I'd lost something that I had worked hard on. Right. I mean, to be fair, like I shouldn't have named it that in the first place, blah, 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 whatever. But like I worked hard on it and I put out useful and good information. It's not like I was, it's not like I was really stealing true, anything from them. Is that really true, though? Like, did you look into it? Can you not have the word? Because ironically, it's so funny. I, when I signed up for Instagram in whatever year that was, I'd never had a Facebook or any social media, and I signed up for Instagram, and I called myself uh, Sevon CrossFit or CrossFit Sevon. And, Dude, there are and, so many pages on Instagram that use the word CrossFit and sell uh, the word CrossFit with programming and all that type of thing. So um, someone probably, like, reported you. Yeah, Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Or someone, someone seen it 
someone had seen it and they didn't like where it had, I don't, I don't know, because I basically just got notice, hey, you're using the name and you need to stop or we'll give you two weeks to take it off everything, basically. I forgot to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, meme. Meme for time. Memes. Is it meme or memes for time? Maybe he needs an S in there. No, no, meme for time. I'm going to buy an S. Oh, just yeah. one meme? For time? He's, a cool, he's a great dude too, man. You should have him on the show. He'll add value to the show? 100%. He might actually talk more than you too. So, Hannah B, shout out to Zach, fellow gorilla health athlete. No one supports his sponsors better than ZK. Hannah is a very good friend. Yeah, she's, she's a very good friend. Cool chick. Uh, what does this mean? No one supports his sponsors. Uh, you have sponsors for the daily training tip. Yeah, so Gorilla Health, there they were actually my first sponsor. They they helped me out with clothes, training gear like knee sleeves and grips and all that type of thing. And Hannah actually worked for them at the time and sort of got me in. And they're a local Australian company too. So if anyone wants any grips and stuff, hit them up. Um, how did you get? How did you get sponsors? Um, them. It was because of her, because she, because I had known her and she was a good friend, and she then went over to work for Gorilla Health and basically got me on board there. Uh, I've got another sponsor, ATP Science, and their supplements, and I had used them for like the last ten years, and they're literally the only company in Australia uh, that I trust and would actually vouch for. And I hit them up and said, "Look, I've been using your stuff for this long. I swear by it. It's the only stuff I sort of." would use and they said yeah let's let's go ahead let's make a partnership um and one when people's pages grow on instagram or youtube or whatever you get hit up all the time for all sorts of different things but i definitely don't want to take on too many different things and and sort of water it down too much i definitely only want to take on sponsors or or partnerships that i actually believe in and uh, any, want to work agent? with do you have an agent and, no 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 so they're all just relationships you built. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's. I feel like it's so much better that way. I feel like it's better that way, especially too, because I'm not. I just know some, it's better actually. Sorry, go I, ahead. No, I'm not. I'm not just some chick with big tits, and I'm not just putting Coca Cola on my Instagram story. You know, five days a week, I'm putting out coaching content, and I want to put out stuff that I believe in and things that I think are true. Um, right. So building the relationships with sponsors and and whatnot are. It, like you have to sort of believe what you're putting out there too. I so like putting, Go yeah, ahead. I'm putting some workouts up on, on Instagram too now, basically. So that's, I've got daily training tip and that's another page daily training program. And so when I had to make the name change, I could stop dancing around sort of monetization issues because when I had named it daily CrossFit tip, I was, I was honestly dancing around. How do I make money from this or how do I, how do I build this continually? But now that it's the CrossFit's out of the name, I can sort of run with some programming that I'm writing and a few other things too. So, um, this um, I, I understand the sting. By the way, it, it's it's kind of interesting too. It's it's almost like you were kicked out of a family too. Did you feel that? Maybe it was different, but they're like you're giving so much to it, and you were just hope. I mean, even though it's not realistic, you're just hoping at some point someone would be like, "Well, we'll make an exception here because this guy's just doing so well and so." And he's, and he's adding value. Yeah, dude. I mean, I never felt like I was being kicked out of the family, but it stung because I felt like I was adding value. I felt like right. my heart was in the right place. I wasn't trying to steal anything from CrossFit. I wasn't trying to undermine any of the, 
the coaching information they were putting out, I was literally trying to add value to the community. Did you think about calling it? Um, uh, did you think about switching to CF daily training? That, that, I, that was so up in the air about whether I call it daily training tip or daily CF tip because CF would be extremely relevant to the to the original name and to the community that I'm focusing on. But I had already um, my personal training and online training business is registered as daily training, so I just went with daily training. Yeah, for for everything. Yeah. Um, someone could you know another good one would be tdc the daily crossfit but but yeah. you don't have to tell them that's what it is yeah well i still call it um dct daily crossfit tip i still call it that oh you do yeah but, yeah because yeah. i've got a, i've got a running tally at the start of every post i'm up to 680 or something like that dct number 680 oh no shit is that in the in the post it's literally the first thing so that's that's the way i keep a tally of it oh that's cool that's on the oh, and that's on the training tips. Darn it! Oops. Oh, that's interesting. It just it wouldn't let me just go to your Zachary Cadets. Cadets. Oh, there we are. But yeah, it sort of stung a little bit because I was honestly just trying to give value, trying to push the CrossFit message in the most part. And before I changed the name, a lot of the the videos were literally like pushing the CrossFit message: don't eat sugar, eat meats and vegetables. You know, do functional movements, all that type of thing. Um, I don't see the number on there. How come I don't see? It? Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, that's on the training program. Oh, daily training tip. Tip. I co I collab both of them together fairly often. Yeah. Um, just to drive traffic to the the program. More than um, anything. Is that where you would do do stuff like that too? Do you do stuff like um? Hey, uh, here's a 30 day program for uh warm ups. Uh, the next 30 days, every single program, every single post is going to be a, a segment of a warm up. Uh, you do I themes really, I, or weeks or anything like I that. I didn't. I didn't really catch that, but like I'll do themes around the open or themes around certain times of the year. Um, and if I'm ever stuck with content to make, I'll just base the content around what's in either my programming or actually cap because I know a lot of gyms are using cap and that way it gets shared and a lot of people actually get value out of it because if there's if there's handstand push-ups in cap tomorrow or in two days time then if I make a handstand push-up video then you know there's value there for a lot of people um, how, how many gyms do you think use cap no, dude, I've got no idea. I, I, I couldn't even begin to speculate no I've got no idea maybe a th maybe a third of all the affiliates Maybe no a quarter, shit. maybe. Wow, dude, my guess has got is as holds as much water as yours. I've got no okay. idea. Okay, I, I <clears> 3,000 <throat> just 3,000 just seems like so many to me, dude. A lot of gyms use it. I'm not, I'm not sure how many do, but do you guys yeah. use it? The affiliate that I coach at, yeah, uses you, you do use it. Do you like it? I actually love it. Uh, the value, especially for our gym, I'm uh -huh. the only full. I'm the only full-time coach, and I'm the most. Ex other than the owner, I'm the most experienced. I'm the only CrossFit level three in my city, and you know, other than me, I, I still get a lot out of it. That being said, all the part-timers that are coaching a few hours a week and they do it because they love it, they do it because they're giving back to the community. They get so much out of it because every single day there's you know pages and pages of professional development like how to teach an air squat, how to cue an air squat, what to look for, what to see and correct. And 
there's just that much information in there that I honestly think like a beginner coach could read that every single day and literally skyrocket their coaching trajectory, at least in the, in the initial turn, because throwing back to when I started coaching, uh, I did my level one and, and other than a little bit of coaching development done in the affiliate, I was almost just thrown in and here, start coaching classes, start running classes. Um, and it was other, only other than like the content that I was watching on YouTube, which you probably filmed a lot of, like the level one seminars and all that type of thing. Um, I would be watching those videos every single night or searching for videos. If we had hang power cleans in the workout tomorrow, I'd be searching hang power clean work, uh, video on YouTube. Um, and it was all a lot of self-learning. So CAP, a lot of its value is in the is in the lesson plans and the reading that you can do and the videos that you can watch in there every single day. Like that's where I've, a lot of the value is. I've never heard anything bad about cap. The, Some people want to talk shit about it, but I honestly think it's, it's quite amazing. I haven't heard anything bad about it. Um, the only um, shit talking I've heard is that people who purchase gyms should want to do their own programming. And that there's like like there's some sort of argument uh, for that. Does Cap follow main site? No, not no. to my knowledge. No. Oh, okay. It's its own. It's, it's separate. It's separate. Yeah. Own separate thing. Okay. Yeah, like like Hobart, I think basically runs the show over at Cap, doesn't he? Uh, I I know he used to. I think he used to own it when it was called something else, and then he sold it to CrossFit. Right. Okay. Uh, Stephen Flores, uh, Zachary is so dreamy. Love the content, brother. Wow, a lot, you know a lot of people on here. Yeah, Stephen's from the internet. He's one of my internet friends, but uh, most of the other guys that have commented so far are, are in person. Wow, look at this endorsement. <laughs> who, who the hell is that? <laughs> That's young J.R. Howell from the past. <laughs> wow. It's an actual Caleb. picture of him, too. Caleb, wow. Caleb, who the hell is that? You, you would know. I don't know who specifically it is, but it is definitely a picture of J.R. Howell. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, B Bailey Demenis is less than 5%. So 5% would be, um, let's say the, for, for sake of ease, there's 10,000. So 10% uh, uh, would be, a th so that would be 500. And Zachary's guessing maybe 3,000. So somewhere between yeah. 500 and 3,000. And that's free. That, that's part of the affiliation, right? It's part of the affiliation. And so like the way that CrossFit's going, it, it couldn't have been that big of a number that it would have been that big of a loss for them to give it away for free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, Joe, look at this. Uh, well, yeah. Well, they originally, sorry if you just said this, they, uh, um, they originally tried to sell it. Right. I didn't know that. You did? I did not know that, no. I oh, did not. Okay, yeah. I think they originally tried to sell it. And then and then and then it became free. Um, uh, not free. Part of the affiliation. Uh, listen to this. This is man. What is Judy like? Seventy. Let's look at this question right here. Uh, how did he learn to be social media savvy? Judy, do do something every single day. Yeah. For a month, and you will get very very good at it very very quickly. Did you did you follow Hiller's work from his early days? Most most of it, and and Hiller's work is you know, I would say far more impressive than mine because he put out a video every single day and you see the energy that he puts into his videos. And some of them are, are much longer than a minute long, which, which that's all mine are. But yeah, his, his work is incredible.
just what totally a, what a remarkable traje- trajectory he was on or he's on i mean his yeah. old videos like you're like man you suck and now his new one but i never thought he sucked back then but now i watch his stuff and i'm just blown away yeah it, it's where i get my news and information from <laughs> you're right right um uh zachary uh jeremy world uh zachary i think that's yeah. an h in there i mean i'm not a, i'm not a spelling guy anyway so uh, Zachary, adding more value to the community than HQ itself. Keep it up, my guy. Thanks, Jeremy. What's this? Appreciate mean? it. Uh, no idea. Me just hands. You're now. just like hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> up? The Lord, bitch. All, right. All right. So going back to the whole daily CrossFit tip thing, and I mean, oh, yeah. even yeah. in even in my city, there have been gyms that would try and use the word CrossFit in their marketing or on their website or whatever. There was even a gym that de-affiliated in like 2016 or 17, but they still had signage at the front with CrossFit. And I get that when HQ would go after them because they're literally stealing clientele or or whatever from CrossFit affiliates that are paying the, the fee. I, I wonder what Greg or Dave or anyone involved would have thought about Instagram content or YouTube content around what I was doing. like coaching information, calling it CrossFit advice or CrossFit tips, you know? Um, what, I wonder what their their thoughts would have been on that. Because this, it's... Go ahead. Because it's not stealing anything. Here was the thing that I would hear whenever we were in meetings with lawyers. And, and let me tell you, Greg did not take direction from lawyers well at all. He didn't believe... Greg did not believe that lawyers should have any involvement in the direction of the company. He felt like if the bus ran over someone, then while we're still driving away, the lawyers should deal with that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the lawyers would come to Greg a lot with this kind of stuff. If we don't go after this person, it sets precedent for other people. Yeah. Right. So if, if Lamborghini wanted to put a, a, a make a, like a, put the word CrossFit on the side of one of their things. And Greg's like, yeah, that's a cool brand. You know, I'm cool with them using it. Or like, like there was a badass jujitsu studio in town and I think they had the word cross. Oh no, it was, um, it was, um, I should let Greg tell the story. You want to hear Greg tell the story? hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. We'll ask him. It, we is he waiting? Yeah. I'm right here. Oh, there he is. Hi. Hey. Good morning, Zach. How are you? Very good. Yourself? Good afternoon. From very, yeah, very well, sir. Um, yeah, it's uh, first thing in the morning here in the Seychelles. Uh, it are was, you at uh, the White Marcio. House? Where are you? It's a lot nicer. Uh, Marcio Feitosa of uh, Baja Gracie, the preeminent global jiu-jitsu school, had a huge CrossFit sign up in the gym. And I'd never met them or been there. And the lawyers hit him up and uh, I had to pull the lawyers off. But his rationale was he was using the methodology and it seemed dishonest not to uh, fly the flag. And so he got an exemption. And my line was the lawyers don't sit at the, at the at, they sit at the kids table. And that <laughs> analogy of they're, they're supposed to ride the bus and look out the back window and take note of the people I run over. I'm really not that interested in their inputs in driving the bus. Sevy and I went to a Four Seasons in Denver that had a big sign up in the lobby, CrossFit classes at 10 a.m. Right. <laughs> and and Dale was with us and he's like, hey, they can't do that. And I'm like, OK, shut up now. You know, like, let it go. It's the four fucking seasons. 
They had it on the TV set in my room scrolling by, join our CrossFit class on level on floor four or whatever, you know, when I went to my room. Yeah. But what you would have better mean. The risk is that to maintain the the mark, you have to you have to be in defensive. And so you you know, you gotta be careful with that. But you also gotta be smart and recognize when someone's making a contribution and when they are stealing. And Zach, what would have happened in, in my era. Um, had I known as we would have contacted you and probably given you an affiliation. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Greg, will you tell the story also? There was uh, um, uh, uh, the guy who fought Chuck Liddell and got Chuck Liddell as a student by beating up Chuck Liddell. Um, uh, um, John Hackleman, he had two 10th degree black belts, and he just straight up called his shit cross pit. And didn't they try to take that from him too? And, you, and you're <laughs> like, nah, nah, John can use that. Yeah, yeah, it was there was some friction there. And you know, I understand that. Look, I asked the lawyers, okay, listen, you're saying I shouldn't do this. And I go, Well, what would have happened if I'd come to you and said, Hey, I'm gonna post a workout daily for the world to to use? And they said, Oh, you can't do that, not without releases. I go, got it, got it. This would have been stillborn under lawyer control. But anyone that lets lawyers run their company is making a huge mistake. Huge mistake. Um, and you'd have to be wise enough when to to ask for their counsel, but for God's sakes, don't let them, don't let them hold the wheel. Can you think of any other things, Greg, uh, directly that, well, sorry, before I, before I go there, I want to also point out, reiterate, this is a theme that Greg talked about last week also. And the fact that you don't want to be affiliated with brands that pull your brand down. You don't want your brand to have to carry another brand. And so if they're doing CrossFit at the four seasons, everyone knows the four seasons is just absolutely amazing. Right. And if it's Gracie Baja Jiu Jitsu and they have, you know, five UFC champions there that it's, it's like fine. It's like it's like good. It's a good match. It's it's exactly right. Those are your partners. And what I don't I'm not interested in the second best hotel chain, but the best. Right. And uh, it, it's a it's a natural fit for us. Associations with lesser ranking concepts, whether it's a, a product or, or a service. I think dilutes the the quality of the mark. It was why we didn't sell fish oil. Um, Nordic Naturals couldn't explain how the CrossFit fish oil was going to be better than their fish oil, and so I wasn't interested in charging a premium or making a profit off a of fish oil that's identical to the one you can get in any 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 grocery store. Now, if someone came to me and go, "Hey, we're going to make a fish oil that I can demonstrate is the best in the world," well. Tell me about it. What makes it best? And let's see some evidence for that. And what will the price be? And that would have been added to the program. But that's not what I was presented with. It's not it's not that complicated, I don't think, is it? No, but but it's. um, It's 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 a natural behavior for someone who's madly in love with their mark based on its quality and the labor they put into it. We had the best training program on earth, without a doubt, without a doubt. And I could prove that within the space of any sport. You know, when Scotty and Gumby at onthemat.com said that CrossFit was was cheating, it was better than steroids, I put a smile on my face. There we are. We check off the MMA community. We got that. And what shows up, here comes BJ Penn, right? When BJ came to our doors in Santa Cruz, he was he had yet to get a purple belt. He was a half Gracie blue belt coming off of a 
of a an addiction issue. It's just a kid. Hey, uh, Greg, I have a trivia tr- question. I'm proud of what you're doing and what you've done. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, much appreciated, man. Much appreciated. You, you know his page, Greg. His tra- uh, training. You you saw it when we pulled it up. Da- daily training tips. We pull it up real quick, Caleb. Yeah, I, I do now. Brand new to me, but I've been well, kind of getting ready here, putzing around, uh, cleaning up the room a little. I got I got a, I got a perfect sense of. It. Well, em- Emily does the the CrossFit book, doesn't she? On Instagram. Yes. Yeah, that's her. Yes. So I've I've tagged her in a few things and had a few very short interactions with her. So she may be aware of it. Uh, uh, hey, um, Zach, I want to ask you this question. Um, this was a question Greg used to have me ask uh, affiliate owners. Um, what would you What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't uh, head coach at uh, CrossFit Confront? What do you think you'd be doing right now? <laughs> that is a tough one because I left construction um, looking for something I wanted to do and I was passionate about. And that's what led me to the affiliate because I was already coaching part-time and that's what led me to doing it full-time. So if I had to change now or, or think about what I would be doing instead, I've got no idea because I don't see myself going back to construction anytime soon. Uh, any, any time that I've even helped my dad out with a few bits and pieces, I'm like, that's, that's a past version of myself. I, I am here to help people. Honestly, that's, it, it's hard to imagine what I'd be doing if I wasn't helping people. In, in the script writing uh, business, they'll tell you, um, you'll ask someone who's a professional script writer, hey, what should I write about? What, what, what movie should I write? And they write, you should, they'll say to you, you should only write what you know about. And like, that's really what you've done. You've taken these creative tools. You became, you fell in love with CrossFit. You became a head coach. You were offered the uh, job of running the entire gym. You did it. And then you needed an outlet to be creative and you started doing it. And you did it with all the tools available to you in, in with, uh, in, in these modern times. It's, it, it, you should be stoked. You, you've landed where you're supposed to land. hundred percent. I mean, I've gone pretty much all in on it. And yeah. even though there is, there are times that get, t- get tough with, you know, coaching in a gym or whatever i don't see myself changing direction or going in the op- opposite direction at least i definitely see myself putting my head down harder and sort of keep on pushing uh hannah b uh greg do you have a uh, one piece of advice for zachary cadets yeah Zach, you, i just keep doing what you do stay mm-hmm. out of construction <laughs> i'm not i'm not stopping that's for sure yeah i'm not stopping there's this um i I told the story the other day i wanted to share this with you too greg um when my mom was a divorce attorney and people would get married right because they're in love and then they would get a divorce because of money and and you see see that in the crossfit space too you see people open gyms because they're in love they're in love you know they have crazy passion for crossfit gyms and then they have some sort of financial hiccup and and they lose the gym right and I, I I know she asked for Greg's advice, but my advice to you would be like, never get greedy. Just keep your head down and keep grinding. I've seen so many people around me think that they're going to monetize something before Greg used to call it. Don't reach your, let the golden goose lay eggs on its own time. Don't reach your hand up the golden goose's ass and like try to pull one out before it's like ready. Dude, hundred percent. And I mean, I will never sort of cut myself short. I'll do what's right for me, but there are so many times in my life, even, even though I'm only 31 years old, that yeah. you're, presented, you're presented with choices and taking the high road or, you know, we, 
is the right choice or you're always presented with a choice and you know what's right, you know what's wrong, take the right choice. Yeah. I can do a better job of, of Hannah's question, but it's it, I broaden the scope of things considerably in doing this. But uh, it, by 2018-19, I realized that HQ would, was fundamentally irrelevant to the affiliates, that the, the overwhelming majority of the beauty of the entire thing sat with the affiliates and their relationship with their clients. And the only role I can imagine of being any value, and again, I put myself in the position as an affiliate, what would I be looking for? And it was those things that I couldn't do for myself. And it would be continuing ed, uh, education, validation, litigation, and legislation, uh, defensive, uh, uh, defense against legislation and offensive litigation. And, and, and we focused on that and did well. And I thought that was the, the value proposition of affiliation. Currently, the mothership isn't doing any of that. I don't see them active in defense against legislation. In fact, I think that they fundamentally rolled over to NSCA and ACSM, and there's no more powerful evidence of that than settling of that of that lawsuit on the secret. Um, the continuing ed is now a CrossFit for Health, and it's conspicuously devoid of any of the in-your-face Zoe Harcum, Malhotra kind of stuff, uh, Tim Noakes, Gary Fetke. So there's been an abdication of, of things that are really valuable to the affiliate, and that creates an enormous, enormous opportunity. Someone could just step up and take the affiliate program from HQ. What they're trying to do is figure a way to put to skew Are out you all the Zachary should do that. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he should. I'm saying he could, and 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 be proud of it and enjoy it along the way. And it would it would inevitably monetize. Someone's going to form some equivalent of the association of the professional trainer and and the affiliates are going to turn into uh, associates of the professional training arm. And I don't I don't think they're eager to sell if they are eager to sell dumbbells and jump ropes and become a franchise. Unbelievable. I mean, the amount of energy I took to avoid even even the appearance of franchising to see them now leading with that it's 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 unthinkable so I any mean, a crazy opportunity sits here for anyone that's it's interested in the space immense opportunity and my my non-compete ends next august i would love to lend a hand for free for anyone that was interested in validating the approach continuing the education and, and again along the exact lines of things they don't want to share which is the corruption that American Beverage Association and food industry has 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 taken over over the fitness space, and uh, and uh, again, I sound like a broken record, but uh, there's an opportunity here for someone. Zachary, dude, good to have you on the show, brother. You to ma'am. Yeah, I appreciate out, time. I'm, I, 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 I deeply, I got to have you on again too. I deeply apologize that we we screwed the time up for you. Thanks for whatever you had to move around it to get to stay on. No, that's all right. I'm actually on exactly. leave at the moment with the baby, so I've got a lot of time on my hands. Other no. than other, how other many than kids? Nursing, I just had my first grade. How many kids? So she, a little I girl. I just had my first, a little girl, eleven days old. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's an honor to have you here in that in that light. What's her name? Zimmy May Kadats. Zimmy. Zimmy May Kadats. Beautiful. Congratulations, sir. That's a, 
unlimited, untold joy there. And as Seve will pass on contact information, uh, if there's if there's any ever anything I can do for you, I'd be honored to to lend a hand. Yeah, much appreciated, Greg. Thanks for having me, Sevon. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Caleb, I'll catch you later, man. Thank later, you. Dude. Zachary Kadats. <clears throat> he is a good dude. And he's contrib I love how much he contributes to the community. He's a great dude. Hey. <clears throat> there was this video that Andrew Hiller made. It was pretty poignant. It was basically it was it was like a it was like a um uh, allegory. He was basically saying if you're if you're a cookie maker and you're the world's best cookie maker and you wanted to sell more cookies, what you would do is you would make better, even better cookies and more cookies because that's what you know how to do. And you and you would just keep adding value to the quality of your cookies. And then he shows basically the two guys that they've hired, Josh Grau and um, the Stacoons guy. And he's like, what? They're not cookie makers. They're marketers, right? They have, they have, they have no understanding or no appreciation or no – they haven't, they haven't had time to become immersed and in, in know what CrossFit is, right? And so um, he's like, what are they going to offer to the cookie maker to help him sell his cookies? And I thought, wow, that's 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 really uh, that's poignant. That's basically what you've been saying all along. But he but he did it in like in this allegory. Did you ever see the video? No, but Sevi, you lost me a poignant. Oh, so I have to offer this quickly. You remember Please. what? You remember Blockbuster Video where they had all the videos on the on the shelf all lined up? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. We used to play this game where you could point to any video. Uh -huh. And what I could do is, and then point to any other on the opposite end of the store. Uh -huh. And, and I would, if, if it used, if it was a poignant tale, it used the word poignant uh -huh. or there was an explosion or tits on the cover. I could, <laughs> I could get you from one to any other because three quarters of the shit in there was a poignant tale with explosion and tits. It was crazy. <laughs> so that's fair. <laughs> Let me, uh, are you, are you on a computer? Yeah. I'm going to play this. Is it okay? You. Is it this video? Oh yeah, you're good. No, no, it's it's on Instagram. It's it's kind oh. of it's kind of a remarkable uh, little piece of work. I don't think it's mean either. Um Are we racing? Um Yeah. Oh, it's 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 his most it's his most it's his second one. It's the second one. It's the one that's over the girl's head. Over Alexis's head. Okay, here we go. You are the best baker on the planet. People come far and wide to sink their teeth into your scrumptious, sugar-dense treats. One day, you find out that you are a bit short on rent. Being the best baker on the planet, there was only one option. Make better cookies. The cookies were undeniably good. Word of these cookies spread like wildfire. Rent was no longer an issue. Your only problem now was to be sure that your cookies endured the taste buds of those newly acquainted with them. Now, imagine you are not the best baker on the planet. Come to think of it, you aren't a baker at all. You aren't even sure how you ended up with all these cookies. One day, you find out that you are a bit short on rent. You are left with one option, market. 
But how do you market for that which fell into your lap? Google's. What is CrossFit? Not about this part. He, he basically is making fun of them because now on the CrossFit page, they're calling it high intensity functional fitness. And he's saying that's like, that's how you market it. If you ask Google how to market it. So he's basically saying they hired a guy as their chief marketing officer, this poor guy. And uh, he's not, you know, he's not a CrossFitter. He's not a cookie maker. So like what, what value he's going to add? He's not going to add any value. He's just going to try to sell you shit. I attended a symposium held by the Marine Corps on functional fitness one year and was invited by my friend, Brian McGuire, who's head of training and education command TCOM. And this was in what the year? brand new, beautiful. Oh, I don't know. Uh, 12 years ago. Okay. But uh, so it was in, in, yeah, ish. And it was in Quantico, Virginia. And I sat there for a, a day listening and, and it, it, everyone was there representing functional fitness. And we had the rubber band people, the Swiss ball people, the TheraBand, every, everyone was there. There were chiropractors and physical therapists. And everyone was doing functional fitness. And I, I, at some point, I think on day two, I raised my hand and I said, we're all here supporting and promoting functional fitness, but I'm looking at all this shit and I, none of it seems functional to me, for my sense of it. And the problem was, is that functional fitness is like equity. It, you, it, you feel good when you say it, but no one's got any fucking idea what it means. And so, and so I said, when, when we're all, when we're using a word and everyone's nodding and we're all hearing something different, um, the word has no definition. Everyone even hears a fool. What's, what's lost is that I define functional movement as those movements that were initially, they were universal motor recruitment patterns found everywhere. But then we had some weird things like the bicycle and the rower that we used extensively and they're not universal motor recruitment patterns. They're rather odd motions, in fact, in terms of what you might find in nature. But they, they did have something in common with thrusters and pull-ups and throwing a ball. And that is they were categorically unique in their ability to express power. And so we broadened the scope of functional to include anything that could, could, that required an inordinate amount of power. That is, it moved large loads, long distances, and quickly. And therein lies the physiological response. And it was the justification for cycling and rowing um, in, the, in, the, in the prescription. It was the amount of watts that could be expressed doing so. And uh, they're going to give all that up to, uh, to, to, to be trendy. To, and this is what happens when you bring MBAs in. You know, it's uh, it's Q one, two, three, four. I've lost interest in terms of what's going on. It's a focus on a bottom line. It's short term, and when it all fails, you sell the fucking thing and try again. But there's and when you there's say, no when you say give up, you ahead. mean give up that real estate, that ownership of that space. Well, just sell it. Just sell the fucking thing. If you can't, if 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 you if the you beat on the cow, and if it doesn't start shitting golden eggs, you get rid of it. Uh, Anthony, uh, Martorano, I just watched a video where Greg told this exact story. What a pleasure to watch it, watch it live, uh, categorically unique in their ability to produce, uh, power. Is this the meeting that's where it. Travis Bajan said that's the most intense room he's ever been in without actually a punch being thrown? Was that, 
no, 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 oh. that was that where we, uh, um, no, that was at the, uh, at the, uh, military, uh, uh, war college in Bethesda, Maryland. Is that where the Pentagon is? No, it's uh, north of the Pentagon. No. Oh, yeah. okay. It's part of that whole conglomerate of cities that are military installations though. It's where the it's where the military's uh, medical school is. Ushes. Yep. Yeah. That was. Can you tell that story? Of what happened in that room? Um, that's where I found that Patty Doyster and the like had produced the uh, high intensity, the dangers of high intensity functional exercise, to which our response was uh, Jeff Glassman's in answer. Right. And uh, I I had heard. See, I'd been confronted by affiliates that were that had cozied up to to DOD folks, and they said, "Hey, the Army has a study that CrossFit's dangerous." And I was asking my Army contacts, and they said, "No such study exists." And and they were correct; no such study existed. But what it was was a consensus paper where they brought in all their hacks from industry, and they wrote that um, there has been a, a a uh, rapid interest in high intensity uh, exercise, and it has led to unprecedented in- injuries. And when you looked at the at the reference there, it was all um, to the knee, almost entirely, and it was also commensurate, dramatically so, with the difference between garrisoning people um, absent war and deploying them in times of war you get knee tweaks and and you dig even deeper. It turned out that basketball was the culprit for a lot of that. Yeah, so, they, yeah. so they're As putting soon. guys out and they're putting guys in garrison in, in, in Bagram and Balad and, and the likes. And uh, they're out of, out of the sheer boredom interspersed with the moments of unprecedented terror, they're playing basketball and getting hurt. And so we took, we took the hit on that all by innuendo. And I had I saw that thing, the report, ten minutes before we went on, and uh, we're all sitting there at the table. And Jimmy Letchford, he's the one who should be asked about this. But I looked at the paper and I read the thing, and I was like, "Holy cow! This is what they're talking about. These fucking pieces of shit." And so, I, Jimmy, um, who are these people here? And he starts introducing me to folks, and I go, "No, no, no! I want to know who this is, who this is, who this is." The people you're sitting the at a table with them in a small in a small yes. room. Yeah. And they're and they're and they're going. Well, that's Patty Doyster right there, and this is so and so and so and so. The authors of the paper were all there at the table, and I was like, "You fucking pieces of shit! How fucking dare you!" And then they got people on. It just it was it was gnarly. It was and Travis Bajan was in the room. Tyson Bajan's uh, father. Yeah, Travis said that was the most tense thing he'd ever witnessed. Without a punch, I lost. I lost my mind. I thought I was going to be have to be physically restrained from crossing the table. Did the meeting adjourn? Oh, they told me I was overreacting, getting too excited, and they didn't mean anything. And it says right here in the paper that this isn't peer-reviewed and blah, blah, blah. But was funny thing, it wasn't peer-reviewed, but it was a consensus statement. And, of course, Brian McGuire from TCOM is sitting there, and he go, and he's like, I told you he'd sue. Well, I couldn't sue because <laughs> it was it was commissioned by the DOD, and here we were at the Military War College. And I think that was all very, very deliberate. But this was Gatorade having its way with the clowns from the ACSM and the NSCA um, 
embedded with the uh, DOD. Uh, Greg, Caleb, as you remember, was a, a, a nurse in the Air Force, and he was deployed overseas for, for a large chunk of the show where he, he helped us with the show. But, Caleb, were you going to say something about basketball injuries? Yeah, I would say probably once a week we were going to the basketball court because somebody rolled their ankle, twisted their oh, knee. Oh, like it was the same thing. And th and those people, they would hurt their ankle or whatever, try to rehab them for a week, and then they get sent home. But you have like it's just a constant stream of that. People just think that they can go from doing nothing, passing a PT test once a year, training for a month, and then start getting into training again. And so you just yeah that it still holds true today even back from yeah. 2012 to now it's the same basketball is gnarly and twisted knees and rolled ankles are serious injuries i mean it's uh <laughs> it's pretty bad uh, <laughs> jethro cardona just opened up a crossfit gym this week congratulations uh jethro uh this is the most cnn i've watched in years uh greg are you trying to um get the mind virus back there you know what i can i can watch that shit and and glean the truth from it and so i, I get it. it's like it's a, it's like reading new york times now i have no problem figuring out what's really going on and, Matt, and i and i hate it hate them but i yeah, watch yeah good on you I, I i think it's good to get a little dose of it um uh, you know what's wild hq has never affected our gym as a whole madison perkins says outside of our coaches and their knowledge the new people could change that by requirements is that something that's coming question mark meaning i let me paraphrase he the, want the the only thing they have to offer is the one thing they cannot protect five things methodology validation education legislation and litigation I'm guessing I'm guessing this, Greg, if 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 I can tell you to hang something up in your window, then I have a little bit of control over you. And that makes it so if I can tell someone if I say if I walk up to a guy and I'm like, hey, you want to buy these 10,000 gyms? And they're like, what are you talking about? What can they do for me? I'm like nothing. But if I say, hey, you want to buy these 10,000 gyms? Oh, I can make them hang anything they want in their window 12 months a year. Now I've added value to my sale. So what I'm guessing is, is they're they're trying to get a little bit of control over the gyms to make them more valuable. That's the, the, the my the, 50 cent analysis. The eight or 9,000 CrossFit gyms represent eight or 9,000 points of presence. And the goal for any self-respecting MBA would be to turn those into points of sale. And there's going to be zero business interest in any support of the affiliates that doesn't turn into powerful revenue stream. Not zero. And it turns out there is no thing that you can do to support the affiliates that has a revenue stream. They're all expenses. You're not gonna you're not gonna make money litigating. You're not gonna make money fighting legislation. You're not gonna make money continuing education. And you're not gonna make money validating the efforts. Those are expensive things to do. It's decidedly a, an anti-MBA kind of thing, the entire organic structure of CrossFit. And they're going to bring in one MBA after another. They're all, they're all fucking halfwits. Let me go back to the simile, too. Don't forget, you as an affiliate owner got into this because you love CrossFit. And they got into it to make money. I, and I don't mean that as anything derogatory towards them, but it's different. And, and remember what that does to marriages. 
you love CrossFit for the impact it has on the people you get to work with. And what you're doing is you're making an honest living, having the most important and profound impact on the people in your community of any profession. I mean, if you think straightening teeth is, is, is enjoyable and it would be, it is, it's, it's, it's a valuable contribution to the community. And so is being a psychiatrist or a, a priest or an educator of any sort. But what happens in the CrossFit box is entirely other. And the love you get and the compensation and the whole of it makes it a rather remarkable uh, occupation. Hey, Natalie. Natalie Bates from the formerly great state of Washington. Uh, hi, guys. I'd love to get CrossFit into the Navy PT. Their standards are pathetic. Ask the Army first. The ar- I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a bright light in the Army. What the training department, what Dave's doing with the army. That's yeah, I'm kind of hoping that they start passing that along to the air force. Cause it's, I mean, any of the branches, honestly, I think it's a great experiment. You're, you're giving all of these soldiers L ones for one, the military doesn't give you anything certification wise. So unless you have like some sort of medical job or maybe some comm jobs, like cyber stuff, but you don't get anything that you can use outside of the military unless you're an officer really. So giving somebody an L one, automatically makes you viable in personal training anywhere. Caleb, we had sent from Moffett Field uh, uh, 25 or 30 uh, kids to Lackland to go out for the pararescue program there. Hmm. And I don't remember the washout rate, but it's it's very high. It was something like 70, 80%. And uh, they all passed and uh, and uh, uh, Josh ended up the honor grad for the for the course, and that really that really turned some heads. And so we had in a program where seventy to eighty percent wash out, we had a hundred percent of thirty pass, including the honor grad and uh, Josh Webster. And it was interesting because he rolled his ankle with a leak left left to go, and that would normally throw you out. And they're going, "Not this guy. We're not losing him." So they changed their own rule to keep him in. But uh, I got contacted by guys at uh, Fort Collins, right, and uh, uh, medical people there, and they're like, hey, congratulations on this. What we'd like to do now is prove that it works. I go, what do you mean? And they were talking, they were looking for some in vitro substantiation of what had happened at Lackland. It wasn't good enough to say, we lose 80%, we kept 100 this is our program. It was, it was crazy. I mean, wildly disheartening for me to see that there's that kind of gap between, between reality and, uh, but that's, that's what broken science looks like, by the way. Like you, you know, you're receiving you gotta, the proof you, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. You've got to listen, take one of these and, and it cures your disease. And now what well, we need a study that shows it works. Right. It's like, you, it doesn't have to be formalized for you to know, Hey, it, this is it. And by formalized, I mean, it's nonsense. It's whatever arbitrary rule set that you're providing for another study that to try to replicate it. Right. Hey, have you ever taken a large dose of vitamin C? You know of the diarrhea? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You have to take a really large dose. Nah, I don't know what's really large. Not that many, not too many handfuls. You oh. probably take like two emergency packets, and it's that's enough to. I feel like I have to take. Crazy. I feel like I have to take like over ten thousand. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not that much. I mean, okay. what are they? Two thousand uh, to a capsule. To a to capsules. A I have are a thousand thousand to a capsule, and I'll take four at a time, six times a day when I'm sick, and I won't get diarrhea. But not yeah, all. Take, yeah. Do do take five four times in a day, and then as you're sitting there spraying out your ass, pull up yeah. vitamin C and uh, and. Uh, gut motility and and you'll find google what comes up is there's no scientific evidence to support uh the uh, vitamin c is a laxative and then right past that is all the people explaining their experience i ate a jar of chewables once as a kid and i spent an entire day in the bathroom the entire day i had a whole jar of those those you know the big like they tasted good huh yeah yeah just crazy. Get like Flintstones vitamins. My mom's going to call me later. I didn't know that happened to you. I had a cousin at three years old take a hammer to the childproof cap orange flavored bear aspirin and poison himself with aspirin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. I remember those little orange ones. Oh, those but are delicious, right? Did they survive? Did they survive? Yeah, he, yeah, he did fine. Hmm. Family full of physicians. They saw the an aspirin bottle and off he went um there's a lot of um let, let me stick with the army question and, and then there's a lot of questions about carbohydrates in here um uh l- let me ask you this by the way real quick t- totally off subject a guy called in this morning sounds like a healthy crossfitter eats right didn't get vaccinated never smoked in his life 46 years old caleb yep yep and um, he, his chest was hurting for a couple of weeks. Finally, his wife took him and said, "Like, hey, you got a, a good CrossFitter. You got to go to the hospital. They do a CAT scan, MRI on him. MRI, MRI on him, and they find out he has pulmonary embolisms, or blood clots in his lungs. I think it was an edema and infarctions. Um, any 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 thoughts on that? That's not that's what would cause that, but that's not." Like I was just digging around and talking to people and they're like, it's not uncommon and that shit can go away. Do you have any thoughts on that? He was looking for a cross doctor. What? Yeah. I... No, but I, I would go to Mike Emery at the Cleveland clinic. Mike Emery at the Cleveland clinic. Yeah. That's where I would get myself formerly of uh, Indiana university. He's in yeah. charge of sports medicine at the Cleveland clinic now. And a devout CrossFitter, and he's probably dealt with more CrossFitting heart attacks than than anyone, and by far. And, and his and opinion is that man. people are surviving people are surviving heart attacks that they wouldn't have survived had they not been CrossFitters. Yeah, there he is. Wow. Oh, we were, You brought him to um, uh, Africa. Oh, he's been he's been around with us a lot. He's a good good dude. He's a brilliant physician. Yeah, big CrossFitter. I mean, people have have. Uh, Called him from the emergency lane of the freeway, having a having a heart attack. Wow! Oh yeah, his wife made my kids hats when they were born. She sewed them, knitted them. It's a great family. He's yeah, got, he's got a pack of amazing girls, all great dancers. Hey, doesn't he? Um, I thought he lived in Montana. Didn't we visit him in Montana once too? We went and saw him in Indiana, and he's now in Cleveland. Wow. If you see someone go. works at the Cleveland Clinic, they probably live in Cleveland. I know that's a dumb question, but 
I think so. I think okay. you, I think it pretty much obligates that. Okay. Um, Albert Liu, uh, any army soldier army ignited, they get 4k and credentializing assistance every year. Oh, that's interesting. That's the program that CrossFit's uh, teamed up with and airmen air air force cool can use credentialing assistance to pay for CF courses and even the pose meth method course. Oh, that's with a uh, Romanoff. Okay. Hmm. Thanks for that, Albert. I think I've met Albert Blue. Um, I'm going to go back up here to, um, the, I think I've heard Greg field this question a shitload of times, but let's do it again. Here we go. Blade, right. Uh, I'd love to hear Greg's view on why high carb diets are overwhelmingly prescribed for high performance. This to me goes against CrossFit view. Hey, are they, I, I wonder if they're still even teaching zone. I was told that they're not even teaching zone at the L1 anymore. I don't know if that's true. We'll find out in January. You're going? Yeah, I. you know. Yeah. Good, good on you. Someone recently made a, a deal of uh, zone versus paleo. And uh, that was never, you know, look, people have trouble with the zone because you have to do arithmetic. And that's beyond the capacity of, of sadly, too many people. And so we just took the good foods, bad foods chart. and crossed out the bad foods and said, pin this on your refrigerator, eat from the good food side. And it's arbitrarily a 50% uh, GI glycemic index cutoff. And you look at it, you're basically now you're paleo. So if you can't do arithmetic, eat from the good food side of the good foods, bad foods list. And it's you're left with broccoli and chicken and asparagus, Brussels sprouts and, and beef and salmon. And the rice, potato, pasta, and shit are gone, along with the legumes. And I think some of them sit on one side, some on the other. But uh, anything that gets you to reduce your, your carbohydrate intake, I'm in favor of. And so when my stepbrother um, decides, figures out that if you don't eat white foods, you get skinny, I'm just letting it go. You know? And I'm like, well, he's throwing out the milk. You, know, you don't need to do that. But we're not going to go there. He's found a paradigm that tossed out the sugar, rice, and flour. And so he can think forever that white foods are a problem. And that's great. Um, stay on that. I, I'm entirely non-doctrinaire on that. I don't give a fuck how you reduce your carbohydrate intake. And I can give you some metrics. I mean, you, you, want, an, you want an A1C that's slammed low. You want uh, triglycerides that fall off the chart to the point of not being uh, measurable, especially as a ra ratio of them to uh, HDL. And if you're, uh, you want to do go the inflammation, right? How about if your ratio of EPA to arachidonic acid um, or arachidonic acid to EPA is less than one? And you're not going to do one of those without doing the other two. So pick the one that works for you. It really doesn't matter. But the truth is it happens at the refrigerator. It happens at the fork. And what you want to do is figure out some stratagem that reduces your carbohydrate intake. And, you know, I was explaining this to Maggie the other day. The, the diagnostic gold standard for, for uh, diabetes is, a, is A1C. And your A1C, your glycated hemo, glycosylated hemoglobin, is just uh, uh, the amount of uh, uh, sugar that has been covalently and permanently bonded to the surface of the red blood cell. 
And that is a, is a direct function of what your average blood sugar has been for the night past 90 days, which is the life of your red blood cells. Mm. And so to not understand in the diagnostic standard that reducing your blood sugar is going to kill your diabetes, that can only happen through, through deliberate fraud. That has to, that there's evil forces at work there. The diagnostic standard tells you what you have to do. I've got to lower my A1C to not be a diabetic. What is A1C? It's how much sugar is glued forever to my red blood cells. How did that happen? Elevating my blood sugar. How does that happen? With carbohydrate. And it's, it couldn't be simpler. The fix couldn't be more obvious, scientifically, logically undeniable. And yet it's a fucking medical secret and even debatable. Debated, not debatable, debated. There's not, you're not going to get a fix in that from, from the CDC. Not going to happen. Not with pharma and, uh, and uh, uh, soda controlling the CDC, and they do. Remember, the CDC was founded on a grant from Coca-Cola. They gave them the space. The property, yep. Oh, and they've never let go. And then just go look at who the board members are of the CDC and where they used to work before, where they work now, and you'll see this crazy cross-pollination oh, between yeah, soda pop and farm. Like, crazier know, I, than you can imagine. Um, I was I was telling Axel Fluger that CDC is in denial as to the causes of diabetes, and uh, uh, he was saying, "Look, here in the, this bold face inset was that you have to reduce the." The intake of a uh, of a uh, sweets and confectionery, cakes, cookies, whatever the thing was, but then in the text you read and they say that that sugar doesn't cause diabetes. Sugar causes inflammation. The inflammation causes diabetes. So that was their number one diabetes myth that sugar caused diabetes, and that's a that's a that's a lawyer's lie. That that comes out of a marketing department. No no scientist worth a fuck would ever do anything like that. I'm looking at the board of the directors for the CDC. There are some funny fucking people on here. I just Googled does sugar cause diabetes, and this is what came up first. Though we know sugar doesn't directly cause type 2 diabetes, you're more likely to get it if you're overweight. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look at the Wikipedia article on hyperglycemia. It is. It has um, a spire on its point, what my father called a, a cones resting um on its pointy end rather than tipping over. And the line there, I don't know if it's been changed, but it was clearly had, had suffered the, the handiwork of Coke scientists. And what they said is that some people are genetically unfortunate and that they uh, develop, they become overweight and the overweight creates uh, insulin resistance. And, you know, I just, it, it, everything, but everything, but considering that you might've gotten your elevated blood sugar through your pie hole, which is really a really a challenge to present. And I would show doctors that I go, look at this article on fucking uh, hyperglycemia. And they'd go, oh, but that's not right. It's exactly wrong. And I guess that's why I'm showing it to you. Acute episodes of hyperglycemia without an obvious cause may indicate developing diabetes yeah. or predisposition to the disorder. Okay. Uh, obesity has been 
has been contributing to increased insulin resistance in the global population. Insulin resistance increases hypoglycemia because the body becomes oversaturated by glucose. Insulin resistance desensitizes insulin receptors, preventing insulin from lowering blood sugar levels. Oh, and there's medications you can take. Well, of course. Even antipsychotics. Goodness gracious. Uh, Everything but stuff in the pie hole with sugar. That's the one thing that's not going to... You mean if I stop eating this family-sized bag of peanut M&Ms, I'll stop having diabetes? Yeah. And I go, what else you got? <laughs> it's got to be a pill. <laughs> uh, Albert Liu, I'm accompanying Dr. Romanoff going to Army Post teaching soldiers how to run. It's cool. Thank you, Albert. Say yeah. hi to Nikolai for me. I was yeah, just talking about him last night. You were? Yeah. With uh, Margarita? Yes. You'd be amazed at the number of Russians working at the Four Seasons here in the Seychelles. No of, shit. Of, draft, of drafting age. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. It's weird how that works. I said, well, it's better than being in a war. And Dimitri says, what war? Oh. Wow. You know, the special military war. operation? Yeah, yeah. You can go to jail for saying it's a war. Um, That's right. Uh, Anthony Martorano, uh, I was just watching Greg's lecture on hyperinsulinemia and the deadly quartet. Yeah, uh, what was it? July of 89 in the Archives of Internal Medicine, Norman Kaplan published a piece that was, he said that there was a confusion as to what caused obesity because of the time ordering of, uh, of symptoms. And he says it was a, uh, uh, post hoc ergo propter hoc fallacy that that the ordering suggested causation um, where it wasn't real and that the uh, causal mechanism of increased triglycerides hypercholesterolemia hypertriglyceridemia and upper body obesity was uh, was insulin controlled by blood sugar and I was like holy cow this this explains our results we cut people's blood sugar. And what happens? Their triglycerides fall. How do we cut their blood sugar? Reduce the glycemic load, reduce the carbohydrate intake. And what you find is without any lab work, what happens is that they're, you, you, without it, you know, any theory or no need for theory, what you'd see is that their, their uh, triglycerides would, would bottom out and obesity everywhere would diminish and uh, uh, cholesterol levels would, would, assume that 162 for the milligrams per deciliter for the uh blah 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 i'm tired of hearing myself talk about this thing hold on hold on one second it's so good though but listen this is the word that greg just used the idea post hoc ergo propter hoc fallacy is that latin the post ergo after this therefore because of that oh okay the talk ergo propter hoc fallacy assumes a causal relationship between two events or states based on chronological succession alone. Uh, and they then give an example. Uh, tennis One second, I want to fire up some hot water. Keep going. Okay. A tennis player won two games in a row and also happened to eat chicken the night before each game. From yeah. then on, he decides to always eat chicken before his games because it seems to cause him to win. 
<laughs> hey, dude. And they this don't was, want it. What happened is the clinicians were seeing that, you know, the, you go to your doctor for your annual checkup and you're 10 pounds heavier. And uh, next year, you're another 10 pounds heavier. And then the next thing you know, um, you're uh, constantly thirsty and got other problems. And then they figure out that you're, that you're diabetic. And the assumption was that obesity was causing diabetes. And what Norman Kaplan said, no, nah, obesity was just one of the early uh, manifestations of hyperinsulinism. And at the causal basis for this, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful study. One of these things so powerful that the only way you can really deal with it is to ignore it entirely. And that's largely what happened. What was the study? And by the way, Norman what Kaplan was, it called? was uh, the Deadly Quartet. The Deadly Quartet. Yeah, July of 89, Archives of Internal Medicine. By a guy that has, uh, it, it, you know, I, I know people that believe he should have gotten a Nobel Prize for that work. I mean, it is profound, very straightforward, well-argued, and clinically one of the easier things you could ever demonstrate. There it is. Thank I you. have I have delivered this personally, printed to the hands of several thousand physicians. This uh, just the opening sentence, the contribution of obesity to cardiovascular risk has not been adequately appreciated because of the failure to recognize the involvement of upper body predominance of body weight with hypertension, diabetes and hypergliceride, elevated triglycerides. Good. I'll go with that. Even in the absence of significant overall obesity. Yeah. Hey. If you're hyperinsulinemic and have elevated triglycerides. Um, and a high A1C, and you're not, and you're not obese. You actually have an increased risk of uh, of uh, uh, all-cause mortality or or a major cardiovascular event. And uh, it, it turns out that obesity is a little bit of a release valve, <clears throat> if you wanted to think of it as that way. But uh, I've got family that has uh, heart disease, skinny heart disease, and it's as pernicious as as the fat, and arguably worse. Hey. Of, the, of the manifestations of chronic disease, I would say that obesity may just be, if you're looking at standard deviations beyond normal, that obesity may be the least malign of those. In other words, I'd rather be, I'd rather be two standard deviations um, above normal weight than I would two standard deviations above normal tensive, all other things being equal. So you come to me skinny with malignant hypertension, and I'm terrified for you. Frankly, I'd rather you be fat. So if that person were to get fat, it would probably be the end of them with malignant I, I hypertension. Don't, I, 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 or I don't know. I don't know. But I know that, that it's too easy to look at it. You know, Hypertension is high blood pressure. They're, they're synonyms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got, a, we've got a host of metrics that – that sit nicely on that uh, sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. And, and what you find is that uh, bone density, uh, body fat, all the body composition, um, triglycerides, uh, blood pressure, on and on. I don't know of a metric that doesn't sit well-ordered where there's a value consistent with being uh, uh, pathological, a value we consider normal, and a value that's fit. And they sit well-ordered 
Um, and what that suggests is that sickness, fitness, uh, wellness and fitness are varying degrees of the, of the same thing. Now, each of those things is either a, a harbinger of chronic disease, um, a uh, 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 cause of, of, of chronic disease, or clusters with chronic diseases are all three. And of those, I think the, the ugliest is hypertension. From hypertension, I expect retinal myopathy. I expect heart attacks. I expect uh, 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 end-stage renal disease. I mean, the list is, it's horrible. It's horrible. And, and yet, not all that obvious, right? The silent killer, the silent killer is all three. It's a harbinger, it clusters, and it's causal. Oh. I never check my blood pressure. Can't remember the last time I checked my blood pressure. Keep your keep your blood sugar low, and uh, you don't need to test your A one C, and you don't need to take your blood pressure. And in fact, if you're hypertensive, um, you glycemia, it it may just be intractable. I wonder if nicotine increases people's um, uh, uh, blood pressure, like chewing tobacco. When I chewed chewing tobacco, I felt my that was the only time in my life I ever felt like I had high blood pressure. Nicotine. Powder. I would I would assume it would because it can because it causes a contraction of the blood vessels. Oh yeah, the acute effects of nicotine include the constriction of blood vessels and increased blood pressure. Okay. Anything, anything that's around would. Anything that's what arousal? It arouses, yeah. Oh, like uh, does sugar fall in that? I've never heard it called like that. Yeah, you know who's pushing fucking nicotine pouches? Greg is um, it fucking breaks my heart. Uh, Tucker Carlson's pushing them, like crazy. Is he sponsored? I, I would have to guess he has them everywhere now. He's putting them in his mouth. He he's leaving the nicotine cans, these nicotine pouches, sitting next to him on tables. <laughs> I'm like wow, dude, this is it's a it's a really powerful drug. Hey, on a completely different note, I have to show you something. I'm bringing home what is called. I had to get a permit for it, pay for it, but I'm bringing one of these home. Is that a nut? Testicles from yeah. a dinosaur? Dinosaur testicles? No, it's a it's the female part of the coca de mer, and the females grow these things that look like butts and vaginas, and the males have things that look like dicks. Wait, knock on and that? What, what, that's not, that grew on a tree? Yeah, it's the largest seed in the world, and they weigh 40, 50 pounds um, when they fall. And the female trees are covered in these vagina butt things, and the male trees have this thing that looks like, oh, I had the wrong side. And look, there's my, there's my sticker that gets me out of the country. Wait, did you and find that, or just, did you buy that? I had to pay. I paid big money for this, and look, I got the fucking sticker here and a permit to leave the country with it without committing major crimes, both in the exportation, and importation, and they only grow on two in two islands on Earth, and they're tiny little islands you can walk across in five minutes. It's Could you just, man. Can you just go outside and find one of those on the ground? Yeah, you get get caught with it at the airport, and you're going to do time. Do they have FedEx there? Um. I assume. Man, I, I have to carry it back with my permission slip, my hologram sticker, and my and my fees. Is is that a carry on? You got to have that carry on. Yeah, I'm gonna have to carry it on. 
that thing's going to be extra. And show up at show up at, at, at customs with an anti cleric, which is all anathema yes. to my uh, to my interest in travel. But that it's what it is. Um, um, but I mean, Ms. they take you out. You go out in the you go out in the forest and you look at these things. You go, are you fucking kidding me? They ask, can you tell the male trees? Look it up. The coca de mer, c o c a d e m e r, three words, and the the male trees have cocks. Jeremy World, so Greg, even trees know men are men and women are women. Even trees. Wow. Yeah. God. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I recognize that. that uh, huh? male like, plant. Yeah, I recognize Yes. That. Wow. Dude, look at that giant one, that giant one sitting on the beach wow that lady's manhandling that one from shutterstock incredible it's crazy hey could you plant that thing when you come home or no 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 it's been it's been fixed (laughs) but uh the resources within it are amazing they make a material they look there's a shit that looks like formica that comes out of it that you can actually use to waterproof things It's, it's just an amazing thing it looks like a palm. The male, the male, it is. It's a cocoa palm. It's a, it's a type of coconut that sits on only these two islands in the world. Extremely slow growing, and the male part lasts for uh, is uh, fertilizes, gives off pollen for ten years. Wow, wow. That that thing right there sticking out will give out pollen for ten years. Yeah, yeah. And if you find one at the beach or on the ground, you just have to call the government for them to pick <laughs> it up and like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's tightly controlled. Oh my goodness! What a world, huh? Oh my goodness! Uh, it's amazing. Sorry for that interruption. I knew you were perfect for this, though, Sevy. No, that's great. Uh, do any trees identify as bushes? A fair question. Uh, I they should. I like this. They should call it co- Coca de Mer and Coca de Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. They they brought several for me to pick from to purchase, uh-huh. and there was some of them that didn't have hair, and I said I didn't want a minor. <laughs> right. Good. Good. Yeah, you don't want it. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not gonna get weird on you. Hey, um, speaking of that, I was watching uh you know, you know, I think he's a senator, Josh Hawley. Howley, Hawley, yes. H A W. I I heard him um uh today doing a uh cross examination of a guy who did a report on Facebook, and it was basically saying that within any seven day period, one out of every eight minors has been um approached uh in a way sexually that they didn't that they didn't find i don't know what the word was on facebook and that within their lifetime it was one in three minors and it's probably it's probably four out of five that come across uh joe biden you see he nibbled on some little girl's ear the other day again yes and anyway i was thinking like why would anyone give their kid when you give your kid a cell phone or access to the internet, you're basically giving predators access to your kids. Correct. Yeah. 
Maybe not a computer, but the internet. Here, honey. The world now has access to you. Fuck that. But, and, and hey, what's crazy too, Greg, is it's given under the guise of safety for your kids because your kids might need to call you. You'd be better off if no one had access to the internet in the home than to give your, your young kids unfettered access. Right, I agree. Rambler, you're late to the story, but since you're usually first, we will address this one more time. Uh, Mr. Glassman, uh, why are you watching? Yeah, um, Just to be accurate, he's I, not watching it. He has his back to it. <laughs> no, I like I like to know what, what's going on with the hive, what they're saying, with all yeah. the halfwits promoting. Get a limited interest in it, but it's... Uh, I could write. I could write the accurate news copy. I could write the Epoch Times article from watching the CNN or, or reading reading the uh, New York Times. Easily, easily. It's just everything is the exact opposite of what they're saying. Yelana, Australia, this world is screwed. I just did my CPR test refresher. We did the two-minute CPR assessment, which is compressions and breath, and each person was openly puffed afterwards. And instructor That's out of implied, breath. I love that. Uh, instructor implied that was normal. Have you it's ever done CPR on somebody? Is it hard? Yeah. It's like you're fucking smoked. Caleb, I had a, I have a friend that was a, a chief resident in trauma at. Uh, UC San Diego years and years ago. And she said that for the most part, uh, CPR that didn't break ribs didn't work. Yeah. That was just her, just her observation. If you're yeah, not right. cracking ribs, you're not, it didn't, it didn't pan out. Yeah. And no matter how hard you went, it was harder, harder. Yep. My, my wife has done CPR more times than I have, but she's always telling every time she's had to do it, it's broken ribs, like lots of them. And, you're yeah. just you're you have to go until you get to the hospital and even then you're riding the gurney into the er and still doing compressions and yeah you're toast it's, it's a lot of work i mean especially now when you have people who are morbidly obese and you have to do cpr on them it's like you're not only are they i mean there's more tissue to deal with and you have to go deeper just to be able to compress the heart enough so unless you have like a one of those machines, I can't remember what they're called, but they have those automated machines that'll do CPR for you. Unless you have one of those, you're you're fucked. How does that work? So it's like it's like a it's basically just like a compression machine. Let me see if I can. Find you it. just hold it on their chest and lean on it, and it does it pushes back towards you and them at the same time. Or no, you, you like strap it around their chest. Oh wow! And then. Uh, yeah, Lucas device. That's what it is. Wow. Whoa. So you have a backboard and then you have this, obviously the actual compression device that you put over top of them. And then, uh, it just, that way you can give continuous compressions without having to change out the person giving compressions and then, uh, continuous ventilations as well. Are you telling me that thing's supposed to go over the torso of your average American and that yellow thing goes on their <laughs> back? <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, you can size it a little bit, I think. Size it a little bit, dude. Well, <laughs> let me, let me yeah, they probably have extender 
belts for it that it got from the airline. You know? yeah. How much is that thing? 20 grand. Wow. Look at, oh, maybe that thing is huge. That thing looks like it goes on the roof of your car next to your ski rack. Holy shit. Hold <laughs> on. What's that thing called? I want to see one of those in option, in, in action. What's that thing Lu- called? A Lucas device. Uh, uh, I'm going to see, go on to YouTube. Lucas device. Wow. Lucas uh, device. Uh, videos. Wow. This is. This is something else. Oh, yeah. This fucking thing is huge. Oh, you found it already. Damn, you're good. 20 grand. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. They only have a certain amount of them in each department. So you can't. Uh, you just don't have them everywhere. Like there's not one in every room. Right. Is that, did the Air Force have those? No, absolutely not. Look at that thing. Oh, they just held the guy up easy. Yeah, that's not how that's going to work ever. That person's dead weight. I can get a battery for one at Amazon for 975 bucks. <laughs> you just look at that? Is that really? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, right here. Just go right to Amazon. Wow. Hey, do they sell the device on Amazon, Gray? No, I'm looking. I don't see it. You know, one click that thing. Oh my! Hey, how much was your wood splitter that you have at your house? From the one you got from Home Depot? I don't know, but I tell you what is worth whatever the fuck it costs. That's just unlimited entertainment. You should be able to modify and, that thing, switch the blade out with like just a plunger, and lay someone in there and just do chest compressions with that thing. I was thinking of the robotic dildo thing. You know the the oh, machine the, fucker, the thing that Stern used to have. This this this. Uh, Not- sim- no, not the Sibian, but you see these, this. Yeah. One of those. I thought it was the Sib. I thought that's what the Sibian was. No, it's all electrical. Or vi- oh, it's vibration, oh. I guess. Oh, it's one where you like, you ride a bike and it gets you? <laughs> Manual power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a story that you uh sent me that i read that i'm so tripping on i had heard about this lady this lady lived in uh one of the kibbutzes that was attacked by the um by the palestinian guard also known as uh, oh wait shit that's not right sorry vivian silver yeah uh let me see. Was sure it was all Israel's fault, a friend, all Palestinians. Uh, <clears throat> spent crazy amount of times dedicating herself to the cause of Palestinian liberation. And her two sons suspected she was naive. They lived in the States. Um, no, Canada, right? Canada. They were Canadian. That's sorry. Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. She was Canadian. Thank you. And uh, she was, they, they thought she was hostage, but uh, the, post-event uh, forensic effort that Israel has committed to um, determine that it's this, in the in the rubble of, of her, the, the fire of her kibbutz, they found her her remains. They found that she she was incinerated there at her home. So, and the so sons were, had her on the phone all the way up to the moment of the phone going silent. And then her phone was tracked back to Gaza. So they killed her 
probably burned her alive, might have raped her. Who knows? You use your imagination. It won't be it won't be gruesome enough. And then stole her cell phone. So people should there's a couple really crazy parts about this story. The first part is that it's in the Washington Post. There is no more insane, crazy liberal rag than this. If 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 I am uh there was expectation that she would be the first to be released. Right. Because the Palestinians had no greater friend and the Netanyahu government had no greater critic than this woman. Uh Impossible not to wonder. She was a peacenik, part of the shrinking group of secular Israeli leftists who believed in a communal living and a roadmap for peace. They had been appalled by Israelis' rightward shift and the proliferation of Jewish settlements in the West Bank. Like Vivian, some chose to live near Gaza to be closer to their life's work. Here's what's crazy. Here's the crazy. It's like the, it's like the dude eaten by the fucking grizzly bears. Right, Remember? right, right. You guys aren't even going to believe this. Uh, she was doing an interview with a radio station when the terrorist fucking came to her house. She ran downstairs into her safe room and she fought with the, the, the host of the radio show defending uh, Hamas. The, the, what are they called? The Palestinian National Guard, whatever you want to call them. I'm perfectly okay conflating the two now. I don't care. She was downstairs defending them. Can you believe that on a radio show? And minutes later, she, they 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 fucking burned her. As they're trying to kill her. Yeah, as they're trying to kill her, she's defending them. Hey, it reminds me of the. We talked about it last week about the lady who was in Germany who was raped by five guys but didn't want to identify the guys because she she thought it would be rape uh, uh, racist. Or the lady who was attacked her, – her boyfriend was killed at 3 a.m. in New York City on the streets of New York City. We all saw it on video. He had his uh, neck uh, slit. She didn't want to identify the uh, killer either because she thought it would be racist. It's like, dude. By the way, the ice skater's been charged with uh, manslaughter. Yeah, but, uh, saw that. Did he get a standing ovation the other day at the hockey rink? Yeah, I also heard, yeah interesting, fascinating. Uh, Greg deserves a Nobel Prize. <laughs> I'm not going to argue there. Although, we don't want him to get a Nobel Prize anymore. What a disaster that is. The the This year, the two Pfizer doctors who created the scientists who created scientists who created the mRNA injection uh, won the Nobel, one of the Nobel Prizes. Hey, you want to give back. Is, is there anything that you, um, we, we talked about um, some things you're working on in the future, maybe as soon as March. Is there anything that you can tell us about that or that you're ready to tell us about it? Not that um, it's a secret, but just that, you know, like. You know, I've made, I've made friends out of some of the, some of the, most powerful minds on where science went wrong and what science is about. And that would include Anton Garrett, the uh, uh, PhD uh, Cambridge University physicist who's actually brought E.T. James to uh, uh, Cambridge and went as a young man to uh, Australia and met with Stove. So he, he was friends with both Stove and James and 
that is just that's just amazing. And uh, I'm going to have him out stateside, and uh, we're also I think we'll be able to lure out Gerd Gigerenzer. But I couldn't surround myself with better company in terms of understanding how it is that uh, that uh, academic science is so shit the bed. And I'm as proud of the potential there and, and enjoying that work as much as and more so than anything I did in fitness. And I, I also see it entirely related. The opportunity that was CrossFit came out of an abdication of the truth in the sports science space due both the corruption in two senses, the overt corruption for financial gain of, of the influence of soda pop on sports medicine at the University ACSM NSCA. I'm talking to you again. You're still soda horse. Sue me again for that. And uh, it'll work about as well as it did last time. But uh, and then the other corruption is the epistemic debasement of science by stripping it of the validation phase, which is the predictive strength of your models and replacing that with, uh, again, I just love the phrase mildly inductive p-values, the inference method favorable to academic science and peer-reviewed has replaced predictive strength. And it's made absolute shit out of academic science in the spaces of all the social sciences and sadly, tragically, medicine. And it's 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 something that I think we can, at this point, explain to a, a reasonably bright 10-year-old that, that with an attention span that can allow you to learn multiplication tables. I think we can explain it. Part of the problem is that science is so fucking simple that you hear it and, and you just, it kind of goes over the head and you don't wrap yourself around it, but it starts with an observation. It's a registration of the real world on your senses or sensing equipment. When that observation is tied to a standard scale with a well-expressed error, plus or minus an inch, plus or minus half a gram, we have a measurement which constitute a fact. You project a realized fact on an unrealized future fact as a forecast of a measurement. That's a scientific model. And its quality, its validation depends entirely on its predictive strength. That's it. That's it. And uh, that's, that's been lost, unthinkably been lost. It's as simple as, as off the carbs and off the couch, and every bit is real. And what it's been replaced with is really difficult to, to explain. You end up with the, with the chimera, the mess that is the Wikipedia article on hyperglycemia or the CDC's stance on things. You know, things get really, really complicated when you venture forth committed to doing everything but telling the truth. Wildly complicates the world. And, and that's what's going on. And I'm ready to unfuck that now, right about now. And to think that I'd have the support of these guys is, is, a, is a dream. And when they come out, what, what's the intention with bringing them out? Um, to meet face to face. Well, yeah. So, I mean, we've already met. I, I, I know these gentlemen I've had. I've had uh, uh, Emily's met with Gerd on the East Coast. And uh, he's going to be the tough one to get out. But Anton's agreed to come out already. Um, look up Anton Garrett. You know, he's not, this isn't, uh, it's not, uh, uh, he's not a pop figure or pop scientist by any means, but the stuff he did with Telescoper, T-E-L-E-S-C-O-P-E-R is fascinating with Nino and uh, Neo, a dialogue between two physicists. Telescoper is a, is a, 
what do you call it when you jumble the letters? Anagram? No. What's the Enneagram? What's the term? No. Yeah, where you where you change the letters and spell something out, like the band Imagine Dragons, they're challenging people to figure out what, what the letters form. No one's been able to apparently. But telescoper is Peter Peter Coles. And fascinatingly, he's a, a, a university astronomer, astrophysicist who has a keen sense of where academic science took the deductivist turn and shit the bed. Telescoper's a blog? Yes. Okay. And the guy's a, a genius of, uh, of correct and failed epistemology. Wow. He's a, th I've never heard a theoretical cosmolo cosmologist. Is there any other, uh, kind of cosmologist besides the you know, he's, he's, yeah he's playing with that a little in it, it and it, it reminds me of uh uh the guy who starts being a statistician to the stars the play there is that it's astrophysics of the stars is this guy peter toll is, is this guy what were you saying about this guy peter coles is he peter coming coles out? has has it no, but but Anton Garrett is, and you've met Anton. He was the Brit that was at the at my house in Phoenix. Yes, yes, for our event there. But we had a guy out of the blue tell us I knew David Stove and E. T. James and was friends with both of them. And that's just like that's like you're teaching a course in constitutional uh, law, and a guy knows uh, Madison and in in, uh, in Hamilton. You're like what? Is he is he a professor at Oxford? Did you say that? Yeah. Okay. They got him as Anthony Garrett, I think. Yes, he go. He go. His, his friends call him Anton, and I pride myself on being able to call him a friend. Yeah, that's cool. But it was interesting that because lay individuals aren't contacting these guys and saying, "Hey, I understand you know what's wrong." I mean, it's uh, so he found a pop website in the Broken Science Initiative website that was that was promoting Stove and E.T. Jane's probability theory or probability logic. And he's, hey, I knew both of them. We're like, is that even possible? Yeah, that's and crazy. he did. That's crazy. It's a that's a small world. Yeah. And he it, it must be, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know if the right term is gaslighting, but. It must be lonely when you're when you see everyone around you thinking wrong and you're thinking right. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a crazy lonely world. He actually made a major contribution to R.T. Cox's uh, Cox's theorem, which basically demonstrated uh, with mathematical proof eventually that uh, probability logic was uh, was an extension of Aristotelian logic where deductive logic was fundamentally a precipitate that came through the defense of the inductive method where you, in the special case where your hypotheses are either true or false. There's a lot there and I'm not going to be able to pull it off here, but uh, I will be able to put a day long course together um, where I think I can deliver this to just about, just about anybody. And then hey. the following day have a Q and a, let me ask you a crazy question. I know I'm getting way ahead of myself. Will that become scalable? You know, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna launch this with some folks like uh, get Jay Bhattacharya and probably RFK out. And do you know RFK is an expert? RFK Junior is an expert on the Daubert decision, which I is, didn't. Wow, 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's run across that in his work in the Children's Defense Fund that the Supreme Court has its head up its ass because it swallowed hook, line, and sinker Popper's definition of science, including falsification and uh, and uh, peer review. And so wow. we have baked baked into a Supreme Court decision shitty science. Let, let me just catch people up for a second. If, if I, I'm going to give you guys what I, how I understand the Daubert decision in my head. The Daubert decision was um, uh, something that went to the Supreme Court, and it basically defined what makes an expert, what allows you to call someone an expert when you call them onto the stand. An expert yeah, no scientist, problem. yes. Yeah. So so basically there was a fight. You know, One guy was saying that I'm an expert, and someone's saying he's not an expert, and it went to the Supreme Court, and they defined what an expert is, and it ended up just being horseshit. And it just made all sorts of people experts who weren't experts. And so it caused a lot, a lot of problems. It's, 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 it's I, the first time Greg told me that story, I was like, holy fuck, we're in trouble. And it's kind of one of the, the legs of this, I don't know, 12 legged table. I, I want to call it one of the cornerstones of, of the disaster that is um, the, the broken science or the ills of modern medicine, these terms that Greg has uh, coined, but it is one of those legs. For sure. It's and I'm looking for there's a there's a paper you can get on Daubert by a woman that fully understands it and took the court to. It to could be task. a movie. Let me see if I can find this. Uh, there was a comment in here I want to. Uh, I don't even know how to say this person's name. If I knew how to say this person's name, I'd probably read their shit more often. Loda. Loda. Iota. Iota. That's an I. <clears throat> Iota. I actually just realized. Glassman doing this science shakeup could be even more profound than CrossFit because if it leads to an honest science realm, it could save billions of lives. Yeah, thank you. That's the hope. I just, you know, dislodged from my position on the fitness front, I think in part for for uh, venturing into the health space. Um, uh, this is this is the cause. And I want to find, ask, hit up Emily, have her send forward the paper. There's a, there's a wonderful piece written on the Daubert decision by a woman that fully understands it. And I don't want to waste a lot of time here looking for it. We can come back to it. I spell every word wrong in there, including paper. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna find it. Just- hey, I just put uh, Caleb. Just so you know, I just uh, I put you on that thread too. Just in- I don't even know if she's awake. She's three hours. Ah, Susan Hack, S U S A N H A A C K. And uh, I've read this thing 20 times over the years, and uh, it's brilliant. So she has a profound understanding of where the court went wrong. Even the, some of the justices' contribution to that got some of the philosophy of science completely fucked up. Legal Executive Leadership, LLC, Bethesda, Maryland, that founder? Wow. Yeah, you want, you want hack on the subject of Daubert. Is it? Oh, hack it. Is it hack it? No, H-A-A-C-K. Susan. Two A's. Oh. Yeah. 
dude i i want to talk to this lady i want to hear i want to hear this whole story on the um podcast this is cool wow here's a reference to the paper but it's mind the analytical gap tracing a fault line in daubert by susan hack but uh, what's funny is that um harry was just about harry mcdougall was just about to appear before a uh, one of the circuit courts on a case, and I sent her the sent him this, and he actually used it in his brief. But uh, uh, and there's there's another paper, even an easier read, I think, than this one. But uh, it, it was it was a delight to hear that RFK Jr. was well aware of the failures of Daubert. I remember this paper now. I remember that title: "Mind the Analytical Gap." Wow, crazy. How do you remember this stuff? This is from so long. Oh, it's 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 so very, very important. Hey, I mean, she, you know, the question became alive? what gave what gave a guy like me? Oh, I'm sure she is. I, I feel certain she is. What gave a guy like me the opportunity to to uh promote uh getting off the carbs and off the couch as as a cure to chronic disease? There was a period where I entertained the notion that maybe I was just smarter than everyone else, but the problem was I was the only one that wasn't on the take. And so, you know, I was, it was more like the, the emperor's new clothing kind of thing. No one paid me off. And so there I was able to state the obvious. But the, the reason that the truth and fitness didn't come out is because it, it uh, ran afoul of academic standards that were controlled by the food and drug industry, where you're not going to get away with telling people that what grandma really needs is to squat and to reduce her glycemic load. And here we are. That awareness even comes as a surprise to pharma execs. I have a specific case of that, of a specific CEO of, of Pfizer um, thinking he was offline prior to a conference call talking about doing Atkins and all his, his markers improving and was shocked by it. Wow. That came by way of Brad Hirakawa. I probably just ruined his life, but he called me, <laughs> he called me stunned that he because they, they Pfizer was buying his company, and uh, they were on on the uh, Cisco conference system ahead of the CEO knowing it. He's you're not going to believe this. I'm doing Atkins and all my markers improve. What? Yeah, you know, like wow, what a crazy concept. Yeah, it's a crazy world. It's a crazy world. This is how this is how blinded you can be by 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 money to truth. Blinded to truth by money. It's it's why an MBA would never think that why don't we just improve the quality of the product or service? We won't see the difference Q2 or 3 or maybe 4, but it will work. What? How can you run a business like that? Can you really run a business creating uniquely attractive opportunities for other people. This was the stunning thing about appearing at Harvard Business School, that we got to, to, to introduce that notion that business is the art and science of, of providing uniquely attractive opportunities for other people and has next to nothing to do with money. Yeah, scratch your head. Fuck, you're kidding me. And it was cool that in the space of three, four hours, we could actually change the minds of some of those of some of those 
MBA candidates at Harvard Business School. What was so cool is the ones that started knowing the, that five to 10% that had already figured it out on their own. And so where I'm at now is I just, you know, look, downstream, we see all kinds of toxicity, this dying fish, dying towns, dying kids. And what I've done is put myself at the plant that's dumping the shit into the river. I'm right there. And if there's ever a need to silence me for all those people that wanted me to shut the fuck up, um, I, it's, it's too late. Now I'm at, the, I'm at the wellspring of the whole fucking thing. And it's the epistemological basement of, of the simple precepts of modern science, where the validation of modern science, the thing that produces uh, SpaceX, your iPhone, and uh, legitimate cures for disease, um, those scientific models validate through their predictive strength. It turns out that prediction, predictability is the cornerstone for all trust. And the only rational basis for trust in, in science is the predictive strength. In fact, that is the demarcation and not falsification of, of science. It's what differentiates science from non-science is the predictive strength of its models. That is the difference between astrology and astronomy. So you can make the claim that because you're in Aries, you're going to have a big dick. Um, but in measuring it, it we, we wouldn't be able to demonstrate that. But astronomers that could say that in 411 days, six hours and nine minutes, there's going to be an eclipse of the sun, that they have something. That is the demarcation. It's and yet, go to Wikipedia and look up demarcation problem. And you'll tell you that it's a 2,000-year-old riddle still not solved. What is it to demarcate science from non-science? I'll fix it for everyone right now. Here you go. It's a freebie. It's the predictive strength of science's models. They're, they're, they have unique predictive strength. There's no rational trust. There's no rational basis for any trust that's not based on predictability. Would you need to define unique? Like with some sort of metric? Um, science produces models that have predictive strength. And, and, and uh, when we look at it, and it, I'll just take popper pick science and, and uh, astrology thinking astrology was bullshit. And what his claim was is that falsification was the demarcation. And it was interesting because Kuhn, uh, Thomas Kuhn pointed out immediately that that uh, Popper didn't even satisfy his own requirement of, of being able to demarcate astrology from astronomy. So saying that Aries are smarter or Geminis are taller or more congenial um, is certainly falsifiable, but it is not a scientific assertion. His problem was is that is that falsification is necessary but not sufficient for differentiation. And it was it was the folks at the Vienna Circle, um, AJ Ayer, I think in particular, that said that falsification was necessary for a meaningful assertion. So that you don't end up debating things like how many angels can dance on the head of a pin when you no one can see a fucking angel or even knows how you go about looking at that. But science has something way, way modern science has something way more powerful than, than, than producing models that are falsifiable. That's a requirement for them to even have, have meaning, even be sensible is the term. But uh, they are unique in their ability to, to, uh, uh, to predict.
We'll be clipping that. That was awesome. Iota, uh, I wish Vivek was in your lecture at Harvard. My only hesitation with him is his silence on food and fitness. I, I have seen some footage of him doing pull-ups. Yeah, he just, yeah, he's a stud. He just doesn't know. He, he just, just doesn't be, know. It just has to be explained to him. Yeah, he just, you know, when I got called before Peter Thiel, um, he wanted to know, so what's going on in, in you know, with nutrition? And uh, I went on for 30 minutes and right at the point where I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to shut the fuck up. He slammed his fist on the table. And he, I fucking knew it. You know, like, I mean, we, we were there and we didn't even have to talk about it anymore. Um, Jason Williams, I'm not trying to be an alarmist. Well, Greg, what are the chances you'll end up meeting with Vivek? I have no idea, okay. but I, I greatly admire him. What do you admire about him? He's, he's powerful. He's sensible. His criticisms of the Republican Party are profound. I think he misses some things. I think some of Haley's criticism, Nikki Haley's criticisms of him are a little bit legit. He seems naive on some things, but he's a very young man. But I, I, hold, I hold him in the highest regard, as I do her. I actually like, I like everyone in the Republican uh, lineup, with the exception of uh, of the angry orange guy. You, you Chris Christie, you, you're a fan of him too. You, you're okay with him? Uh, you, you know, it's, we're 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 down there on the far end of what I appreciate. But for sure, <laughs> <laughs> for yeah, sure. I'm not. <clears throat> You're a good dude. Biden, think, Biden and Trump need each other. Any Republican could beat Biden, and any Democrat can beat Trump. And so they 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 have a desperate need for one another. Mm. And what we have to do, and this is a complicated thing for people, you have to pick between two horrors. And for me, it's pretty clear that Trump is the lesser of the two. I find it inconceivable that that Trump isn't owned by the Chinese. I know for a fact, you know the ranch on the fact that they've been given them money for a long time and i don't think they give money without having the the uh the uh material support to prove they gave it to me. and so i think he's in a world of shit with them and they're basically going to do any fucking thing they want and he's going to do nothing about it because they could probably trump or, biden. Down- trump or biden you said uh, trump. B- biden rather biden all right you biden. meant biden okay i want to be clear you biden. meant biden okay so, yeah thank okay. you yeah, Biden's owned by the Chinese and very likely the, the Ukrainians. China does. China has, has given him millions of dollars. We know this for a fact, and they and they get something out of that. And what is it? It's leverage. He's doing everything in his power. The Justice Department is doing everything in its power. The mainstream media is doing everything in its power to hide that fact, but. Uh, the, the the laptop story made that abundantly clear. And this is why those all those exit intelligence intel officials had to say it was a the, the work product of uh, of Russian spooks, which is absolutely absurd. No one ever for a moment believed that it wasn't some half-witted chick out there. That comes with a vagina. Um uh uh, you know, when you let when you when you have mainstream media run by girls that put hearts to dot their eyes, you know, right, I mean, right. you, you got a problem. It's a, right. the world's a little more complicated than that. 
Oh, you're gonna take a lot of hit for that. He is, you know, I've been canceled. I can say any fucking thing. I've hey, listen, it's fine. It's the sexes are different. The sexes are. Different. I prefer. Yeah, and if you don't I recognize that, this is the this is the political correctness that got us to the to the realization of LGBTQ plus. Hey, look up what the Q is in uh, in uh, LGBTQ. It's rapidly becoming questioning. It's now seen as it's it, it's in, it's it's the hint is that it's some intellectual open mindedness that gets you to the queue. It was queer and a queer. They differentiated queer from from gay because there were guys like Douglas Murray that held conservative values like log cabin Republicans. And they said the only difference between me and 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 other people is that I have an attraction to males. I still have a, a normal sense of 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 the world. And the thing is, is that you have to buy into the whole thing. So it's a homosexual that buys into all of the nonsense. Queer and question. The, the, that's what the Q stands for. Yeah, you, you, it's it's homosexual wasn't good enough. You have to do more than want a dick in your mouth. You have to buy into the whole party line, global warming, all of that shit. Anthropogenic global warming. To be how about obsessed. Douglas Murray? Went, how about Douglas Murray doing on the ground I'm recording a, for Fox? That's wild, isn't it? I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the guy. Me too, but In he's fact, too his, valuable to send over there. Yeah, um, his uh, his uh, Prager U talk on King Lear is just brilliant. Uh, but by the way, uh, that's uh, let me. That one is one you should watch right away. So if you're like, oh, man, Greg said so many things. Which one should I dig into? That one right there is awesome. Everyone will love that. Douglas Murray, King Lair. Watch that. Yeah. That shit will blow your mind. Okay, I want to ask you this. Um, I want to take a stab at answering this really quick, and then and then we'll get Greg to answer it. Jason Williams, Greg, I don't want to be an alarmist, but do you fear getting assassinated for causing powerful people such headaches? I will say this. There was a time when we were pushing up. Greg uh, was pushing CrossFit up so hard up against Big Soda going um south of the border wasn't an option i would say is that a fair assessment because because people were being killed by uh sugar interests south of the of the u.s border look look up how the unionizing of coca-cola bottling plants has worked out for people in central and south america it's unbelievable you try to unionize the coke bottling plant you're gonna end up dead they just come in and the armed guys are coming in the middle of the of the shift and just blow your brains out right there amongst the bubbles and the sugar over and over again, over and over again. I've tried to imagine what the intersection of cartels and soda's interest would be in Central America, and you don't you know you don't have to look too far past the samosas and and. Uh, uh, and Nicaragua and uh, Coca-Cola boycott launched after killing of Colombian plants. Trade unions around the world have launched a boycott of Coca-Cola products, alleging that the company's locally owned bottles in Colombia used illegal paramilitary groups to intimidate, threaten, and kill its workers. There's a bunch of these stories. Yeah, it's gone on. It's elsewhere. It's all over. Yeah. Check out sugarcane workers' disease. That's another one. You're just it's something else we can't talk about. Um, there was uh, uh, Anthony uh, 
Chris Christie could use uh, a nutrition lecture from Greg. Yeah, you know, I the, I have trouble I have trouble voting for a guy that had to have his stomach stapled to control his appetites. And so I'm worried that he'd give away our nuclear secrets for a box of jelly donuts. You know what I mean? The guy's just <laughs> like <laughs> Right? Oh shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, yes. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, hey, remember, remember when Greg Trump would truly change the country back quickly? Oh, I, look, if that's if that's my choice, I'll vote for him and proudly. And, I'll, and I might even put a Trump sign in my neighbor's front yard. <laughs> um, uh, AZZ, thank you for specifying that you were talking about Biden, not Trump. I was very confused. Yeah. Uh, John M. Too. I was queer for a while. <laughs> There was the funniest line in. Um, no one paid off Trump because he didn't seem to have the brains to be of any value. I mean, no one saw him going anywhere before he. He was a he was a he was an insufferable fool who became president. Uh, Douglas Murray, uh, Iota, uh, Douglas Murray on trigonometry is also good. Yeah, and Islamophilia is also great. Is that Douglas Murray does that or that one too? Yeah, it's one. It's his book. He had a book, Islamophilia. Uh, Greg, your Skinamax, uh, Elise, Miss uh, uh, Elise Carr Riddow. Uh, Greg, your Skinamax. What year are you from? Nineteen. What, how old are you, Miss Riddow? Skinamax. <laughs> Half the people listening don't even know what that is. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know, if if having that shit on in the background causes people to talk about it, then good. Let's talk about it. Yeah. It's absolutely abhorrent. The first time I went over to Greg's house in 2006, end of 2006, he had Fox on, and I had never even seen Fox. I'd only heard bad things about it, and I was terrified. I thought I'd fucking walk. I thought I was gonna. He was gonna kill me. Like I walked into the lines, and people who watch Fox are bad. Yeah, Boy, you won't. You on. can't find Fox in foreign countries, but here in like the Seychelles of the of the channel lineup, yeah. CNN's number two. What's number one? Uh, I think it's the hotel grounds or something. Al Jazeera, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Al Jazeera's up there too. For sure. All right. Hey, thanks for coming on. Sorry for all the switches, the mix-up with the times today. Uh, I don't mind, guys. Okay, I'm cool. yeah. for you. It was cool that you got to hang a little bit with uh, um, Zachary uh, Kadatz. That was cool. What an impressive young man. Yeah, there's I mean, this community is full of impressive people. He just... He just oozes of sincerity and decency and thoughtfulness and super cool yeah super cool wish i'd wish i'd known of him sooner i was the whole time he was talking i was hoping none of those troubles happened during my during my reign no sir and that was a great solution you had they should have just given him a, a courtesy at like an affiliate you're right so he could have used the name. So easy to do. Remember when Chris yeah. Sinaloa started doing the uh, scaling stuff on the on the main site in comments? Yep, yep. Yeah, I made him the official scaler. Right. I still talk to him occasionally. Um, you, Caleb, thank you, bud. Of course. It's always a pleasure. I'll, I'll see you um, probably uh, either late night I'll be coming over to your house on the 18th to bug you, or uh, I'll be having, I'll try to bug you for breakfast on the 19th. 
We get in on the 19th, uh, mid afternoonish. Okay, bitchin'. So, okay, okay, cool. Maybe we even, uh, okay, maybe even salon for Thanksgiving and, uh, yeah, all of it. Yeah. Oh, stuff. my kids are stoked about Thanksgiving. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for it. All right, come with my mom, the whole family, my nephew. Uh, everybody. All right, dude. Come on. All right, sir. Tell Margarita I said hi. What's up? I sure will. All right, dude. Thank you. Love you guys, everyone out there. Thanks for, for enduring us. Hey, Greg, thanks for sharing your consciousness. You're a beautiful human, brother. Uh, it's very kind of you. All right, guys. Enjoy your day. Bye. Hey, how about how about when um um when Tyson said bye to you? I was kind of tripping. I didn't even yeah. know he knew my name. You felt that in your nuts. I knew you did. I felt Tripled that. Up a little bit. I was holding your nuts when he said it. So I felt, <laughs> felt your nuts twitch. Somebody DM'd me. They're like, oh my God, Tyson said your name. I was like, Crazy. I fucking know, right? Hey, that, but that kind of shit, like what made me think of it is because Greg says it too. Like Greg acknowledges you. And like yeah. that kind of shit, t- you'd be surprised. I was at a surf competition. I was at a surf competition today, and there's a cafe, outdoor cafe right on the cliff, and all the surfer boys are so fucking nice. These are like seven, six, 14 to 18-year-old boys, and they're so fucking polite. Excuse me. Hello. Thank you. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. We sit at this table with you. Just And it's just like so it, – it's just – it's nuts. It's, politeness is just nuts when you see it. Yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. Sorry, Emily. Shit. You're awesome. Hey, I want to get that chick on that Hackett chick. That Daubert case is crazy. It's like, it's so awesome. Our listeners would fucking love to hear the case. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like I a Grisham novel. It looks super interesting. I'll have to read it. I'd never heard of that before. I had to pee so bad. That's why I had to fucking be like, all right. <laughs> oh, Zach, it was Zach Sullivan's comment was so fucking. Hey, Zach. Usually when uh, um, usually when the show's over, I just like I'm like later, Caleb, and I just run into my house. But I was dying laughing at your at your comment today after the show. What I said something like, if you if your if your <laughs> wife walks on the outside of you on the street, she'll look like a hooker. And you said my that won't matter. My wife will always look like a hooker. That's right. That's what he said. Oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> I wish I wish I would have said that about my wife. That would have been awesome. It was so good. I told that lady, "Fuck you." She always she, I, she's always gonna look like a hooker. Fuck! I wish I would have come up with that. Damn, that was pretty hilarious. Damn, I know that was it was so savage, so good. Damn, I tried to I tried to put it up on the screen. Put. I want to pull that show up real quick. Is that show already? It's it's up. It's live, right? Should be um, up there. Yeah. Let's watch the very end of the show. I'm cu- I'm curious how the show ends. Like when we log out, if I still cl- I hit that comment. Um, oh, dude, that was genius, dude. Oh, I tried to hit that comment up uh, even after I logged off, and I was laughing my ass off. I'm just curious how long. <laughs> How long it's there? No, so Rinsta was like the real. It used to be my private account, Sevon Rinsta. 
like the real Savon and it was private. And then I had, and then I, and then my, my big account that got banned was fake Savon. But so then once my shit got banned, I just made my private account public. You can't even see it. You can't. Okay. Let's play the last bit of the show. Let's see. Oh, there it is. Love you guys. See you tonight with Greg Glassman and Zachary Kadatz. Sounds like a Jew. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Sounds like a Jew, and then I hang up. Wow, it's that quick. Wow. Yeah, I guess so. Dude, you guys love Kadatz. I couldn't, I didn't realize. Man, if I'd have known he's gonna bring in so much money, I'd have to put him on for 90 minutes. The thing was, it was a mess. The, Zach got just fucking screwed because he was supposed to have his own show and then and then i fucked up with the glassman uh greg was supposed to be on last night but i was too tired to do the show at the i hadn't like psychologically prepared myself for it i know zach is a homie shit i know i shit the bed with zach he deserves better i bet he'd come back on and not that not that much better don't get weird caleb not oh. that much. not that much Anytime I ever say someone's going to get a part two or I'll have them back on, you should know that like that. I'm, no. <laughs> It'll be another Besides year. Caleb and Sousa. No. You know, hey, do you remember that racquetball guy that you had on? Oh, yeah. Did I say he should come on back on? No. Oh. Um, a friend. Oh, a friend of mine, he was the number one, the guy that we had on, he was the number one. Yeah. And now a guy I went to college with him and his brother are pro racquetball players. Yeah. And he, his brother is now the number one. He beat the guy we had on to be the oh. number one uh, oh. racquetball player in the world. Oh, does he want to come on? I don't know. I haven't asked. Do you want me to? No. no. Okay. I don't know. Send me his link. Let's look at him. Is he cool? Does he talk? Sure. Yeah, he's a sportsman. Of course, I'd love to have him on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I clicked over to Barbell Spin because they had Adrian Bosman on. Bosman. Okay. I probably need to watch this. Um, I probably need to watch this, dude. Can you fucking believe the numbers Brian Spin has? Look at his fucking shows, dude. Look at the size of these fucking shows he's having. Really? Good. Might have to. Uh, uh, 6,000, 5,000, 6,000, 2,000, 7,000. Jesus criminy. He's punching up. Yeah. Crazy. You just get more people to subscribe. Anyway, I need to watch this Adrian Bosman show. I'll probably have to, I'll use this to fuel the uh, CrossFit Games update show. Uh, yeah, I did. I, did someone criticize someone for saying sportsman earlier today? Get criticized? No. Take the piss out of. Um, probably that's why it's in my. Um, in my vocabulary, it's what they call that's it's like a foreigner term. That's why sportsmen's like a foreigner term. Foreigners use it. Oh, we value our sportsmen in our countries. It's like Russians and Irish people use it and shit. 
Oh shit. My mom is still waiting to come on after the one night you promised her. I'm still waiting to come on your mom. The one night I promised her. Oh, Sevy. Oh, I hope God. Jeffrey Birchfield's not listening. He would be so disappointed. Uh, Miss Riddell, what was your mom going to come on for? I forget. I forget. I don't eat it. I haven't ate at Wendy's in. Wendy's opened by my house when I was like 10. And we probably ate there like every other day for a month. And then I never ate there again. I, mean, I loved it when I ate there. But, but I haven't eaten there in 41 years. Frosties and fries. Why? Did your mom find Wendy's? Jesus Criminy. Iota, that's so out of character for you to write that. I can't believe it. Are you have you been drinking? Late night show. People are drinking. <laughs> oh, here we go. Wow. Even oh. Will Brandsetter's drinking. Wow. Uh I think Sevy Oh wait, what is this? Uh when D's nuts smack you in the mouth. I want to know what that's in response to. Sevy, do you like Wendy's? Uh Rich is a sportsman. You pro in the Wendy's joke. Stevon, do you like Wendy's? Wendy's nuts on your face. Oh shit. Oh shit. Wow. <laughs> you know Brandstetter's on a ladder right now. It fucking like pulling nails out of the ceiling. His neck is killing him. He's like, I gotta get this out. Yeah, and he ran down off the ladder while he's working on his house. Wendy's nuts smack you. Do you like Wendy's? Oh, was she setting me up for that? Did Miss Riddow set me up for that? Oh, Wendy's nuts. Oh, damn. Damn. Unreal. Damn. Damn. Listen, guys. Listen. I know, bitch. <laughs> Mason said I haven't ate at Wendy's in three days. Hey. Hi. Are you sleeping? <clears throat> no. Uh, do you like what? Do you? I was just wondering. Do you like Wendy's? Wendy's. Yeah. Do you like Wendy's? Fast food joint. No. Wendy's nuts slap you in the face. Oh my god. Please tell me I'm not on the air. Are the boys asleep? <laughs> I can't tell you that. Are the boys asleep? Um, um, yes, they're asleep. Okay. I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Hey, there's this friend. Um, there's this friend of mine who's a uh, he's a fire captain in California, and he taught me. Uh, he, I don't think he listens to the show. He taught me these nuts jokes. Oh my god. Next I'm calling Danielle Brandon. No, I'm gonna call Laura Horvat. Ask her if she likes Wendy's. Alright, you've reached Chad at eight eight six. Damn. That's sad. That is sad. Who else could I call? Who? Who? I could call Sousa. I wonder if Sousa's <laughs> listening to the show.
He's probably asleep too. Why? Because he has to get up at four to teach a five o'clock class. <laughs> call Rich frowning. It's only midnight. Oh, I should call Rich. Oh, man. Fuck it. Hey, call Andrew. Yeah, that was the next thought. Call it's midnight it. there. No, it's not. It's 11. 11 10. Oh, shit. Okay, fine. 11 11. Make a wish. Have you guys ever heard Andrew Hiller's voice machine? You guys got to hear it. Damn, I shouldn't have hung up. Is it good? Dude, it basically says, if you don't leave a message, I'm not calling you back. <laughs> like, it's like, and the way he says it, it's like he has Asperger's. You've reached Andrew Hiller's voicemail. If you don't leave a message, I won't call you back. I thought you should know that. Thanks. I'm every time I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> I only call you 15 times a day. Do you want me to fill your fucking voicemail up? That's what I, that I, nobody leaves a voicemail that I think it's not important enough. So I don't call back. Dude, Greg leaves me voicemails. I'm like, he's like the only person. Cause, really? Cause, yeah. Cause he's from the voicemail when there were voice machines. I never leave a voice message. Like if you leave a voice message, it, it means like, like you don't know it's 2024. His are always so nice. Sometimes I just listen to him to feel good. Hey buddy. <laughs> Hey, buddy, come over. I'll be like, all right. My sister's like, or my sister, my wife's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, just my answering machine. All right. <laughs> hey, buddy. Oh, Matt Fraser's awake with the baby. Call Matt. Oh, God, wouldn't that be fucking, that would be crazy. What an epic moment. It shouldn't be a big deal. I wouldn't care if someone called me. Who can I get myself really amped up to call? Call Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Where is she at? I'm trying to get her back on the show. Let's find out. Oh, I'm in. I just can't get my mic hooked up from Zachary. Oh, uh, great show, dude. Great show, dude. Thanks for being so cool. I don't say that to everyone, by the way. No? No. Hey, if there's two check marks, that means they saw my note. They saw it. On WhatsApp? Yeah. No, I think that just means it's delivered. When it's a blue check mark, I think it's, it's when I read it. Oh. Does anyone know? I think Caleb's wrong. Two, uh, two, strike, uh, two, uh, two. I could call Peter. Oh, is Peter awake? No. Mm, no. No, I don't think so. It's 5 a.m. there. Dallin would love that call. I don't know if Dallin's awake. I could call Matt Torres. Matt Torres reposted something of mine from the show today. Really? Oh, Travis was definitely awake. Travis stays up late as shit. He probably just never sleeps, huh? Yeah, if your son's that great, you don't sleep. You're just like bathing in life. How great life is. Have you ever tried to get Jake Berman on? I don't know, but I like Jake Berman a lot. He just he just sold another 
drink company to a uh, to Seven Eleven. Jake Berman did. Yeah. So wasn't he I, like Noah's training partner or something? I think I talked to Noah one time in the in the yeah. He's cool as shit. Right. You should try to get him on because he just I think he just had a deal with the Seven Eleven to sell like he this is the second brand that he's created around beverages that he's sold for good amount of money wow but he just works out all the time it's pretty wild i sell drink companies uh to 7-eleven and i just work out yeah and goes to sweet ragers all the time oh is that it yeah wow God, that was like 20, just, that's just, he's in Beavertopia. Yeah, exactly. I have to pee. All right. How about that whirl, that sound the whole time Zachary was on? <laughs> the whirly bird. Oh, Roadcaster got back to me. They told me that these are these phones aren't having any problem at all hooking up to the damn. I would do it right now too, but I have to pee so bad. I want to just hang out and do this. I want to like. I don't want to be in here alone hooking it up. I want to hook it up with you guys and have you guys have to deal with me like this boring part of the show. Let's try it again. Let's try the Roadcaster again. Okay, Bluetooth on. Roadcaster two not connected. I'll click it. I'll touch it here. And it's connected. Okay, let's do it. And I'll call someone. I'll call, I could call, uh, uh, well, let's just see if you can you hear this. No shit. I could, I could hear it. Maybe it's from us. Oh, can you? I can hear that. You hear it yeah. in your ear? Oh, oh, I hear it too. Why is it so low? Wow. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me see. Oh, now it's really low, right? Yeah. There, there we is. go. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Let me see if I can call someone. Uh, Who would I call? Shit, I, I'll call myself. I'll call myself. I don't hear it ringing. No. It's crazy. It says it's hooked up to the Roadcaster, too. Hello? Hello? You don't hear it? Damn. No. Okay, I have to pee. I can't do this. Well, thank you anyway for everyone hanging out with me while I tried one more time. All I can hear is the urine dribble from your pee pee. Great. Love you guys. Bye bye. So, see you tomorrow morning. Uh, Dan Thiessen from CrossFit Radio, Radio something. Love you. Bye.